and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, Herschel Walker versus Raphael Warnock, a fantastic debate. Herschel Walker surprised the nation, surprised the world. Why? Because the media said he's he's, he's dumb, he's a country bumpkin, he didn't know anything, he's a moron. That's what they said. It was kind of racist too, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. You know, I don't say that kind of stuff lightly. Also, shout out to the Michigan parents, mostly Muslim, who were protesting against the LGBTQ Elemental P books and their children's school. You know, it's one thing to have somebody that may identify as something somewhere in your community, but to have these explicit books that are inappropriate for children is unacceptable. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Also, shout out to AOC being destroyed by some anti-war protesters during a constituents town hall. I think it was at AOC's district. We'll talk about that in a minute and how poorly it was attended, but that's a different story. Also, shout out to the Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles, for not buying into the race baiting propaganda from the news media, from politicians on the left, from normies on the left. We'll talk about that as well. Also, shout out to the girls from the volleyball team of Vermont who were banned from their own locker room because of a trans teammate. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you like what you are hearing thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Also, listening to a podcast right now, it'll be available audio only at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So this is Saturday, October the 15th, 2022. This will be available Sunday, October the 16th, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. So check it out there. It's totally 100% free. And when I say there, I mean wherever you get your audio streaming from, whether they be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. I'll place all my links in the description box below or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And what else we got going on? Oh, of course, shout out to the sponsors before I get into the topics of the day. You know, I'm, I'm going to get to the Herschel Walker off of your Warnock thing in a little bit, uh, I'm going to get to that a, a, a little bit later. But I think I'm going to get to the sponsors first. Shout out to my website, anthonyblogan.com. Y'all already know what it is. It's A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. You can go there, find articles for each video that I produce. So if you want to see videos without my commentary, if you want to see links, you want to see sources, you want to see more information, you want to see things that I couldn't put on the YouTube channel, whatever you want to see, whatever you want to find, my website is a great resource for it as it relates to my particular content. Again, anthonyblogan.com. Also go to anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. If you want my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff is right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com. Again, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. Also, go to the merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. 
Y'all check those websites on out. And I got a bunch of more stuff in the description and a lot more things coming. I got the flat makers right here behind me. I also have PatriotPost.us. Another great source of news and information. All those things will be in the box. Now, let's get to some topics. I'm not going to get into Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock yet. I'm going to save it a little bit for later. We just started. I got I to gotta build up to the crescendo because that's going to be a good one. I've already done my video on it, but I want to talk a little bit more about the things surrounding that whole situation, surrounding Herschel Walker, surrounding Raphael Warnock. I'm going to go into that a little bit later. But first things first, let's talk about um, let's talk about the Buccaneers head coach. How about we start right there? How about we start right there with a little bit of um, uh, uh, race baiting that did not go as intended. So let's talk about this whole thing with the NFL. Now, the NFL, um, there is a rule called the Rooney rule. This is after it might have been Art Rooney, if I'm not mistaken, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, their whole family owns the organization. I think Art Rooney has since died. I think his son, Dan Rooney, has it. I think Dan might have died, too. Let me see. Yeah, Dan died a few years ago. So I'm not sure who has it now as far as which son, daughter, or if it's the entire team, um, the, the entire family, apartment that owns the team. But it doesn't really matter. The whole point is that the Rooney rule comes from, I believe, Art or Dan Rooney. And what the rule says is that every NFL team must interview at least one minority candidate for head coaching positions and also other um, high-level executive positions within the organization. Okay, so maybe offensive coordinator, assistant coach in some kind of way, defensive coordinator. You have to interview at least one minority candidate. And I think now they've increased it to two. So I think it's minority or black. I'm not really, but I think it's minority. Because the, 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 the complaint is that there's too few black head coaches or too few quote-unquote minority head coaches in the league. I think there's only three. Well, three and a half black head coaches in the league right now. And I'll explain what I mean by three and a half in a moment. So you have my man. What's my man's name? The Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles. You have him. Then you have Mike Tomlin of the Steelers. Of course, you got to have a black coach of the Steelers because the Rooney rule comes from the Steelers. You, you got to have a black head coach there. So you have Mike Tomlin, um, Todd Bowles, Lovey Smith of the Houston Texans. And then you have Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins, but Mike McDaniel is biracial, black and white. So there, there's your half right there, three and a half um, black head coaches. And this is seen as a problem because it's like, what, 30 or 32 NFL teams, something right, right around that, between 28, 32 NFL teams. I think it's 30, I'm not mistaken. But anyway, there's about 30 NFL hit, um, teams and only three and a half black head coaches, but the majority of the roster of each team is filled with black players. Like about 60, 65% of the team is black players. So that's seen as a problem. Now me personally, I don't particularly care. I don't really care about that, you know, because it doesn't really make a difference. There's only 30 head coaching positions, but there's what, how many NFL roster spots on each team? How many spots are on a team? What? Like 80 roster spots, maybe more than that. If you include offense, defense, bench, practice squad, about 80 to 100 roster spots on each team. So if you are the majority of the actual players in the field, 
Like, let's say you're about 70% of the players in the field if you're black. Despite you only being 13% of the population. I, I don't particularly care. We are dominating the league anyway. Same thing with all the other sports. Every sport. Well, the, the major sports. You go NBA, obviously, that's 80-90% um, black. And really, the white guys that are there aren't even American. You got a bunch of Europeans. You got... Uh, Boban and uh, Luka Doncic, all these guys with a bunch of C's and I's and Z's in their name. You know, you got the European guys and maybe you have one white American guy randomly in there. So if the coaches are mostly white American, why is that a bad thing? Most of the team is black American or European. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't really, under, I don't really, under, I don't really get it. But regardless of what, that seems to be a problem. So that's why the Rooney Rule exists to make that be different. So as a result of the Rooney Rule and of wokeness and people wanting the disparity to be closed, a lot of the reporters are asking Todd Bowles about being the black head coach and going up against another black head coach and what does it mean, representation, all this blackity, black, 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 woke stuff, right? That's, that's the whole thing. All right. So that's, that's the whole thing. And a reporter asked Todd Bowles about the whole situation and his response, if you've not heard it, I'm going to play it right here for you guys live on the show. Let me see if I can go ahead and get this done on the fly. There we go. That's a man right there, top balls after a game. And rather than talking about the game, Charles Allen Iverson, not a game, not a game. You're talking about race. The questions were about race, and you got to hear how he answers it if you have not heard what he said yet. You, you and Mike Tomlin. Okay, let's get some sound. Let's get some louder sound. This this sound here, I don't know what they were using to record this. It might have been a, a, a string and some uh, tin can. I don't know what's, what's happening, but in 2022, we got cell phones that can produce feature films. Why can't I get audio in both my left and right ear? Why can't I get audio that's above 0.1 decibel? I mean, what's going on? But I digress. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. So if you couldn't hear what he said, he was like, you and Tomlin are two of the only black head coaches in the league. What's your relationship between each other? And also, I think another guy, you know, basically it's like, well, you guys are the two black guys, so how do y'all get along? I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well. And I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them. That has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Fantastic. The perfect answer is like, look, stop making the big deal about it. Stop harping on it. Stop asking us about it. Stop making it be a big deal. If you guys stop making it be a big deal, then maybe it wouldn't be a big deal. Maybe this wouldn't be this constant topic of conversation, representation, all this and that, all kind of just silly stuff. How about we just get beyond that? Let me just coach football. That's really what it's about. You know, you you have a team, you want to hire the best people to win. 
or you you want to be a nepot you you want to engage nepotism hire whoever you want I mean I don't really personally care because when you're talking about sports we're already dominating the entire within baseball as well it's not a lot of African Americans but Dominicans look just like my uncle and them look just like me dude named Pedro Martinez look like we could be brother <laughs> we we could be uh, long lost brothers. Okay, you got dropped off first. Big whoop. You still the same. So I don't really understand the whole thing behind that. It's just kind of, it's like an ego thing because you want to be like the guy in charge. You want to be the guy on top. Out of 30 positions, you want to have all of them. It's just kind of silly. But anyway, I digress. This answer right here was good. And if you really, really want to get more representation and you want to get more quote-unquote minorities in certain positions, the way you go about it is not by trying to make it always be this big deal and a point of contention and some kind of trauma to bond on. That that ain't really how you do it. You just go out there and perform well, okay, and make friends because a lot of these guys are getting hired because they're friends of somebody or whatever it is. That's just kind of how it goes sometimes in these kind of corporate-type positions. It is what it is. I don't particularly care too much, right? I don't really, I don't particularly care too much. I think it's just kind of a dumb conversation to have. So I like what Top Bull said right there. That's right on point. And this, this kind of reminds me of Mike McDaniel because I think when he first was, you know, coming into the league as far as, well, not coming into the league, when he first had got hired as the Miami Dolphins head coach, they were kind of like looking down and funny, like, uh, are you black? They, they were trying to like make him identify as a certain thing. But he wasn't really trying to do it. He was just like, well, I'm the coach. That's, that's what I am. My name is Mike. That's, that's who I am. I'm not just a black guy, white guy, whatever. I'm just me. You see what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just so weird. It's just so weird. People can see what you are. People can see how you behave and all that. You don't got to make a big deal out of it. Like, all right, when I get on this uh, platform here, I don't have to say, hey, I'm a black creator. And make it be the whole, this whole big thing. You see how I am. You hear how I talk. You see how I look. So what else, what is the purpose of me making the big deal out of that? You already see me. I'm right here. You can see me. I'm right in front of your face. I don't have to express to you what I am or who I am. You could just see me. And then you can hear what I say and judge me on that. And if you want to be racist or whatever and you don't want to hear me, okay, that's fine. It's a, it's a whole big world. Beings of us on this planet, I, I'll be just fine. All right. So, yeah, shout out to my man, Todd Bowles of the Buccaneers, the NFL football head coach. Shout out to him for having the, the right answer. That should be the answer for all this kind of stuff. But unfortunately, I know we live in a society where that's going to be hard to do. You know, the funniest part about that, the funniest part about that is it's the, the most woke people, the, the, the biggest liberals who focus on race the most. Oh, they focus on it. And they're, they're really, really vicious with it, too. Like I was saying before, um, when I was young and dumb, Young dumb man on the internet many, many moons ago. I'm talking about like in, in the early, um, like in the 2000s era, like when, when, when guys had on um, T-shirts that were like 15 sizes too big. Okay. Yes, I did that. Yes, I, I'm guilty. Okay. I, I'm guilty of that. But anyway, when I was like, I don't know, 19, 20, whatever. But back then I'm on the left. I'm young and dumb. And I would have arguments with people on the internet about, um, being conservative and you guys are racist or whatever. I never got racism back. It'd be something like learn how to read, man. 
do your research, that kind of thing. Now, some may consider that to be a racist thing, learn how to read, but nah, it was just like, learn what you're talking about. Educate yourself. That was the message I got back from the right when I was on the left arguing against them on the internet. But now that I'm over here on the right arguing against the left as a full-grown adult, oh, man, uh, go back to Africa. Like, I'm getting the most racism that you ever, and it's always like a same, similar kind of pattern. They do things passive-aggressively. Like, one thing that I see, which is why the whole Will Smith thing triggered me, and I'm a, I, I promise I'm going to bring it on, right on back home. There was a video that I saw on the internet that kind of explained this, and I'm so sad they actually deleted that video. Let me see if I can find it again. But what they do on the left is they'll, they'll do something to you and then walk away calmly. They'll say something, walk away calmly, or just try to like, or what, what they do online is they'll, they'll say something really nasty, something really racist, something very hurtful, and then block you right away. That's what they do. So that's when the whole, when the Will Smith thing happened, I was like, I've seen that before. Somebody trying to slap somebody and calmly walk away. There was a video where this guy, um, it was a, it was a, a guy, I forget what he was doing, but um, some kind of protest. He was a conservative guy out there talking, just speaking. It wasn't anything violent or crazy. It was a conservative guy and another guy just kind of standing there. Here comes this liberal dude with a cup of some Starbucks, hot piping hot coffee and throws it on the guy. Now the guy blocks most of the coffee with his sign. Cause he had like a big cardboard type of sign. He blocked the coffee, but the guy kept on walking. Like he ain't do nothing. It's like a pot of hot coffee. I will pile drive you through this concrete. You gonna throw hot coffee on me. That's called assault right there. So if I, give you the stone cold stunner, the rock bottom, the diamond cutter. Okay. The power bomb, uh, <laughs> the Hollywood Hogan leg drop on this concrete right now. I'm not going to the penitentiary cause you were saucing me with some hot coffee. You could have burned me and everything else. You could have damaged my eyes. Oh no, 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 no. That's, that's how they operate. Passive aggressive. They do things, walk away. That's kind of how they operate. And I get a lot of that right now on the internet being conservative, being a black conservative. Oh, how dare you? Your, your ancestors are rolling in the grave. Your people, they, they died. They, they hate you now. Your, your great-grandparents hate you. I get all of that. All of that. You're black and you're conservative. You, you get that kind of language from white liberals online. And a lot of times I have some kind of avatar, a duck or a, a dog or a fish. It's like, how many ducks and dogs and fish do you have? You, have, you are a whole uh, duck farmer. You got a whole house hoarded with duck pines. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. The, the point is that that's how they operate. It's a pattern. So when I saw Will Smith do that, I was like, I've seen that before. That's what really kind of turned me off to Will Smith. I mean, he already had some, he had some mental issues in my opinion, but that right there, that, that triggered something inside of me. And I kind of, I'm kind of realizing it right now. What it triggered is that, that, that kind of passive aggressive, um, that, that hatefulness to have inside of them. It's crazy, but I digress. Oh yeah. You throw hot coffee on me. It's like, sir, okay, I'm out here with a sign, you know, pro-life, whatever, whatever. Okay, boom. Here you come with a uh, some some Starbucks mocha latte and just splash it on me. Psh, man, please. Don't do it to yourself. Leave me alone. I'm not going to hurt nobody. I'm the nicest guy in the world. I'm the nicest guy, I'm the, I'm the nicest, I'm the nicest guy you're ever going to meet, I promise. You see me in the street, 
I, I'll, I'll give you whatever you need, man. Show off my back. It's all good. I'm a, I'm a super, super nice guy. But you put your hands on me now. I got license to do whatever for the most part. Well, w- within reason, you know, if you throw hot coffee on me, I might not pull my pistol out, but I might give you a, a, a running clothesline. I might, I might do the Rey Mysterio frog drop from the top rope, maybe. But I digress. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you enjoyed what you were hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. You guys are the best audience. Of course, y'all know it. Now, where are we going next? Let's talk about AOC. Oh, AOC got destroyed. Now, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, if you don't know, you guys know. AOC ran as, um, I, I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm not sure what the campaign was because we all know AOC's origin story. Yes, she was a bartender who got recruited to, basically she got casted into a role to oust the longtime house rep from New York. I forget the guy's name, but you know what I'm talking about. He was there for like 18 terms, just all kind of stuff, right? He was there for a long time. But anyway, um, so they recruited her to get him out. And of course, they got him out. There's all kind of dark money infused in there. Who knows where that came from? But I'll leave that there and move on. But anyway, so she was recruited and she won. And she's been there for a while now. And people were talking about, oh, she's going to bring change. And she's a super liberal and very young and all this and that and the third. But then she votes for the, the war in Ukraine. So it's like, all right, well, what, what are we doing? Are you a war hawk? You a neoliberal? What's going on here? So, like, her constituents, at least some of them, don't like what's going on. And this is kind of the Tulsi Gabbard. I won't say I won't say Tulsi Gabbard effect, but it's similar to what Tulsi Gabbard was talking about. Tulsi, from what I was able to see, is the kind of person that may have supported an AOC, but then when they do things like support the war in Ukraine, and all these crazy, ridiculous uh, things that won't help our country, they're just just dig us further into a hole. When she sees things like that going on, she's upset. She's like, well, that's not what I signed up for. I'm going to leave the Democratic Party. I'm going to denounce the Democratic Party. Now, she won't come over. She won't come to the right, obviously, because the left is too far left, but the right is on the right. At one point, she was a normie leftist, but now she's she thinks she's homeless politically, although technically she's still be on the on the left. She still believes in abortion. She still believes in gun grabbing. She still believes in um, a lot of different things, like the climate situation, the, the, the Al Gore, Greta Thunberg, cabal, the, the grift that is climate change or global warming, global cooling, pollution, whatever they want to call it nowadays. I don't know, but I digress. Also, she's part of the Council on Foreign Relations, or she was, then also the World Economic Forum. So a bunch of neoliberal type stuff in there, but at least she's anti-war on, on, uh, on paper. But anyway, AOC is not that way. She's definitely pro-war. If you're funding the war in Ukraine, you're pro pro-war, you know, people, well, the media and leftists and some on the right as well want to frame this as, Oh, we're trying to help Ukraine and their fight against Russia. They're trying to defend themselves. And we can help, you know, that that's our ally. I'm not sure how Ukraine became our ally. Since when was Ukraine our ally? When has Ukraine ever done anything for the United States? 
like what what do we get from Ukraine? What's what's Ukraine's chief export to the USA? But how how does Ukraine benefit the United States at all? They don't. The only reason why we be over there or sending money to Ukraine is because we want them to fight Russia with our armaments, with our weapons, so we can fight a proxy war against them and weaken their military so we're able to dominate them more. That's all. It's this is a geopolitical game. And AOC is part of it, and a bunch of these uh, anti-war protesters did not like that too much. So let's go ahead and um, can I roll that clip for us right quick? Let's go ahead and rock it and roll it right here on the Twitters. And let's zoom in a little bit before we get the sound going and turn that sound down so I don't your eardrums out. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party because there are a bunch of war hawks, okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a thermonuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. There will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? He's telling the right truth. You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you, and you became the very thing you sought to fight against. That's what you've become. You are the establishment and you are the reason why everybody will end up in a nuclear war unless you choose to stand up right now and denounce the Democratic Party. Will you do that? Yes or no? Okay, simple. Are you going to stop nuclear war? Now, she's not going to answer the question, of course, because that's not what AOC does. AOC is just out there to be a halfway art looking face in politics. You know, if she just in Puerto Rico somewhere, she'd be just a regular girl. But in politics, she's like, you know, Princess Diana in the face. No offense to the deceased Princess Diana, but you understand what I'm saying. In this arena, she's hot. But anything else, she'd just be like a regular person. But anyway, she's there for that reason and to do whatever the Democratic Party tells her to do, to do whatever her handlers tell her to do. Uh, maybe not necessarily Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, but like her, her people that put her in are puppeting her to do whatever they say, because she's not really a politician. She's just, like I said, she was a waitress, a bartender who got recruited to act in this role. And that's what she's doing right now. So nah, she's not going to be talking about no war efforts and things, no geopolitics and nothing like that. That's not even in her wheelhouse. Her thing is to do whatever they tell her to do. And that's what's happening right now. So shout out to these guys for confronting her. And of course, this uh, video right here will be on my website if you want to see it in full. But yeah, shout out to them. And I think that she most certainly deserved that. And I want to see more of that. I, I want to see more um, people on that side of the aisle speaking against their own people, speaking against an AOC, speaking against uh, a Chuck Schumer, a Nancy Pelosi, or whoever. I want to see much more of that. That's the that's that's what should happen here. Yeah, for sure. That that most certainly should happen. Yeah, make me a drink, AOC. There, there you go. Exactly. You know what I mean? Put this scotch on the rocks. You don't need to be in office trying to, you know, uh, legislate the United States of America. Yeah, we don't we don't need that going on. 
but yeah, that was amazing. That was that was really good. And these guys, I'm not sure where they came from. I had a sus- suspicion that they were like just Tulsi supporters that wanted to go make that known and go viral. I don't, you know, that could just be a thought in my mind. Maybe they got paid to do it, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that they were just telling the truth. Okay, these guys might be from New York um, constituents because it was a constituent meeting. So I think maybe the point was they were there to air their grievances about what's happening. But yeah, she doesn't want to talk about that too much. She talk about like other little generic things that don't make a difference. You know, a lot of these meetings, uh, these these political meetings be full of just hot air. It's just a waste of time. It, it, It serves no purpose. You know, if we're not going to get anything actually accomplished in this meeting, why am I here? I can just go back to the house and watch football or something like that. You know, I'd rather watch college football or NFL or basketball or something like that. Just, uh, I'd rather would just, oh no, go to bed, lay down, than to go to some of these useless meetings or even watch them sometimes because they are, you know, ultimately fruitless. But this was most certainly fruitful. So you can see where AOC stands on answering certain questions and where she stands on certain issues, even without answering. Because if she didn't want to have the war in Ukraine, then you would know it. She would uh, vote against it, and that would be pretty much what it is. You know, that would be pretty much what it is. All right. Oh, no, nah, it's except for six uh, Van Red. You go from being a bartender to being, oh, definitely minimum a six-figure salary. Minimum. Her salary may be six figures, but she's most certainly worth more than that. Like in Nancy Pelosi, your Barack Obamas, they make, like, what? Like, how much make as a president? Or how much did Obama make? Probably a cap of 400000 a year as a president, a salary. But you go from 400000 a year to being worth how much? Let me look it up right now. I'm a guess. He's probably worth about $22 million, Barack Obama. So let's go Obama net worth uh, $70 million. He's worth $70 million, but he earned $400,000 as a president in eight years. So even if he saved every dollar, that's not going to, the math ain't mathing, okay? The, the math on that ain't mathing. What you're talking about, like, um, if you save if you save $400,000 for eight years, what's that, um, 3.2? That's not seven, that's not 70. <laughs> that's not 70, not at all. So, yeah, the math ain't mathing on that. Um, yeah, it, 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 we know how these guys get their money, a lot of kickbacks, a lot of foreign deals. The Hunter Biden situation is a perfect example of how they get their money. This is the Hunter Biden saga, the fiasco surrounding Hunter Biden should be taught in college. It should be taught in college. It has everything in it. It has... um the stupidity of his father to make him be the the bad guy to go out there and get the money, the bag, not the bad, but the bag guy holding the money. That's dumb. You could have got any dude in Washington, D.C. Matter of fact, you could have got a CIA operative in D.C. to go out there and get that money for you. You got your own son out there. I mean, how dumb are you? Oh, you got insider trading. You got, um, what, what you have? You have, um, extortion. You have everything. Using the office improperly, extortion, insider trading, crack smoking, prostitution. Um, you get some underage stuff going on with 
Hunter, Ashley, Joe, allegedly, all of that going on. Everything. You have everything in there. <laughs> that should be a case study. And, and, and I think my point to bringing the Hunter Biden situation up is you see in the emails how they were getting their money. Leave 10 for the big guy. That's right, uh, Gary. The other big guy, Obama, right. Hey, leave 10 for the big guy on this deal. Who's the big guy? Why is Hunter Biden making, what, 50 grand a month on the board of an energy company when he has no experience in energy, when he got discharged from the military from being a crackhead? I mean, what in the world? Have you ever seen this kind of thing? How do you go from being a crackhead in the military one year to the very next year, not even the full 12 months later, you on the board of a foreign energy company making like 50 grand a year? Huh? You got emails talking about, hey, give 10 to the big guy. You got people coming on TV testifying against you. The computer repair, the computer repair guy, Tony Bobulinski and everybody else. It's, it's so silly. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, they want to focus on January 6th. The biggest, the biggest nothing burger of all time. I'm talking about the burger has nothing in it. No, no, no condiments, no iceberg lettuce, definitely no beef. It's not even no bun right there. It's, in, it's invisible. It's, it's told you can't even see it. It's not there. It don't exist. But yet, and still, they're going to spend years on this. But I said that when it happened. I said it right here on this channel. I said it live to you guys. I was like, look, this is going to be a thing to talk about for years. Trump's been gone almost two years now, and they're gonna talk, they'll, they'll talk about this every day, every single day, J6, 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 nothing going on. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we got inflation going through the roof, through the roof. I mean, try getting, try getting a McDonald's uh, Happy Meal right now. <laughs> if you got an if you got one of them Adobe meals, I ain't, I'm not, I'm not judging you. Okay, if you, if you got a toy, your Happy Meal as an adult, hey man, I'm not judging you, man. If if you're playing with your McDonald's a Happy Meal toy, then then more power to you, man. I'm not judging you, but things are going through the roof, through the roof. Now let me find. I'm gonna show you an example of fast food. How fast food has gone up a lot. Everything's going up. Everything, you know, like it's you can't escape it at all. You you can't escape it. It's just going to be a thing. Hold on. Okay, here we go. So this is, um, what's this, Raising Cane's? I've never seen this company before. I guess it's a fast food spot. Maybe you'll have them out where you live, but I've not seen one. Do they have them in Atlanta? I don't know if they do. You know, um, ten Tennessee. Uh, yeah, shout, shout out to Tennessee. Shout out to the volunteers. You know I'm here. All right. And I don't want to start no, no war in the comments between the Tennessee fans and the Georgia fans or the Bama fans or anybody like that. So I just want to say shout out to everybody. You know, I, I got, I got blue, I got orange, I got all the colors on. So I don't want to start no game war in the, in the comments, but anyway, so here is what I'm talking about as far as the prices going up for fast food. So this is Raising Cane's. Now this right here is from 2014, this picture from 2014. Let's see if I can get a little bit closer on it. Okay. So the box combo, $6.79. The three-finger combo, $5.99. Candy combo, $8.29. Sandwich combo, $5.99. Kids combo, $3.99. And so on and so forth. The drinks, under $2. Extras, below $2. $0.29 cent for some sauce. 
um, big tailgate boxes. You can get 20, 25 fingers for $24.99, so like a dollar per finger. Okay, so keep those prices in mind, right? Keep those in mind. They said they're in Texas. I've not had them in uh, Texas or California. I've never seen them. All right. So those are the prices right there. For two, this is 2014. Okay. Now let's look at today. Hold on. Oh, that ain't it. Let's go over here. All right. So now the box combo is 10.59. But remember, okay. Let's let's go back here. The box combo right here was 6.79. But now. It's 1059. Three finger combo, 899. But back here, how much three finger combo? It was 599. You see what I'm saying? And then what else? The Candy Yak combo, 1538. Right here, it is 829. It's the same thing. So I'm, I'm gonna read what's in it. Okay, the Candy Yak combo, six chicken fingers, French fries, coleslaw, two cane sauces, Texas toast, large drink, 32 ounce. Let's go back here. Uh, six chicken fingers, crinkle cut fries, two cane sauce, Texas toast, coleslaw, 32 ounce drink. Same thing. Okay, six fingers there. Same thing. Sandwich combo, 949. And let's go back to see that. 599. Things have sometimes more than double on their menu from 2014 to right now, 2022. Okay, so the inflation is real. That's the most important thing going on right now. We're not worried about some of this political stuff you're trying to put out there. We don't care about that. It's like, hey, I, I got, I got, um, I got bills here. I got really important things to be concerned about. So, what about all of that going on? That's going to be an issue. Yes, that's most certainly going to be an issue. Yeah, the inflation is in full effect right there. So you know, if fast food's going up, and so is regular food, because the thing about fast food is that it comes from the same source as your food in the store. It's just the way it's prepared, and sometimes it's the quality of the food that makes a difference. All right? You can eat chicken, but do you, must it be fried in old grease and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, eat chicken, I eat chicken pretty much every day, but I, I grill my chicken on the Foreman grill. I don't, I don't eat fried chicken. Okay, I don't eat fried chicken. I don't eat um, a lot of stuff. I got a pretty clean diet. Drink a lot of water. My point is that the same chicken that I eat that I get from Trader Joe's and a pack is the same chicken that they will wind up using at uh, Raising Cane's. Probably lower quality, of course. If I go to Walmart and get a chicken, it's probably the same thing they get at Raising Cane's or Costco or something like that, right? That's just pretty much what it is because you got to buy high quantity and low quality to give those low prices. But even with having the lower quality of food, you're still going to pay a lot now because of inflation. Check it out. All right, so now I'm not trying to lose weight. <laughs> I'm not trying to lose weight at all. I've been the same weight since, I've been the same weight since, I don't know how many years, probably about the past 10 to 15 years. Yeah, I just, I like to be, I like to, eating healthy is more about just how you feel, in my opinion. If you are obese and trying to lose weight, that's a different story, but I, that's not my, that's not my story. I'm just trying to, you know, maintain feeling good and being energetic all day. But anyway, so I go to Trader Joe's, right? Speaking about inflation, I go to Trader Joe's where I get all my, my produce from. A pack of chicken thighs, like a regular pack, nothing major, $10. $10. Two of those, 20 bucks. 
<laughs> okay, I, just a small, regular small pack. Nothing, nothing too big. And for me, I can eat on that for maybe two days. That's just part of my meal that I would eat for like a big lunch. Then I'm going to still need my, my green vegetables. That's going to cost more too. Then I need some rice. Then I need um, some, some good water. I need other food throughout the day. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to cost. Even if you cook, it's going to cost. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. Pizza Hut delivery. Oh, man. Pizza Hut delivery. That's, that's going to be crucial. Oh, and a lot of you guys are doing DoorDash and stuff like that. I've never done DoorDash before in my life. Never. Have I, have I done DoorDash or Uber Eats? I'm the kind of guy that would go order a pizza and pick it up. I'm, I'm that guy. I got it from my dad. I don't know when I started doing that. I think I think it started when, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I always did that, but I kind of reverted back to it. When I was a kid, where my dad lived at, they would not deliver pizza to it. His zip code, they would not bring pizza. Now, he lived in a nice place at this particular point in time. He lived right downtown Portsmouth in the condo, downtown Portsmouth. But the zip code was still downtown Portsmouth, so they would not have anybody deliver pizza up there, except for like Little Caesars or something like that, but different story. So I will always see him go in the truck and pick up pizza. So now, even to this day, I will go order a pizza and pick it up in my truck, put it in the back seat or in the, in the, in the bed and drive back home with it. I don't, really, I, don't, I don't do delivery of food. But I think the point that I was making was that if you're doing Uber Eats, you're doing uh, DoorDash, they're going to beat you clean in the head for the prices. I saw one TikTok on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, of a young lady or kind of like a middle-aged lady refusing to deliver an order because the tip was not big enough. Now, I think the order was like 20 bucks and... When she put the fees in the, in, the, in the surcharge, delivery charge, and the tip, it's like $40. And she still didn't want to deliver it. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that video right quick. Um, was that Uber Eats? Yeah, I've never, I've never done that before in my life. I was amazed. I was in D.C. at one of the conferences, and I'm in the lobby hanging out with some of the people that were there, and this girl had ordered it. I was like, what are you doing? It's like I'm ordering my, like she was on the phone ordering the food to get brought to her. I thought she was like looking at the menu. It was like, you, you better go over there and you better go eat right there. She was like, nah, they're going to bring it to me. I'm like, what? They can bring it to you like that? It was like some IHOP. I had never, I was, I was totally stunned. I'd never seen it before in my life. I'm a caveman like that sometimes. I don't even really understand what's going on. All right. Let me see if I can find that, uh, uh, the whole thing. And if you like what you're hearing so far, get, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And we will keep on rocking and rolling here. All right. Okay, so here's here's one. This, this is an old video, though. This, this might not be what I'm looking for. So the title says DoorDash Karen takes back, takes food back after customer only gave $8 tip. $8 not enough? And how, what are you really getting though? I mean, you're talking about some kind of, um, like, 
like a hundred dollars worth of food, or are we talking about food for a group home? Like, what are we saying? Are you believing it? Um, no, I can speak to you actually. I'm sorry. I need to speak to you. I don't think you realize where they're coming from, so I need to speak to you. Where what's coming from? Where the food you ordered is coming from. I don't think you realize the distance that it's come from because then you would never actually have given what you gave. So I think you can come and see face to face. Oh, yo, come out, come I outside. Drove 40 minutes. I drove 40 minutes and it was extremely far and I got it to you early. So I don't think you realize where you ordered from. I'm not, I don't understand. Um, you well, I think... You from where? From the restaurant that you ordered from. Do you realize how far it is? Do you realize you ordered from Carmack and you're in Smithtown? That's a, that's a 15, 20-minute drive. It's not. You need to try to drive it. I just drove it. It's 40 minutes. It's, it's 12 and a half miles. 12 miles? Like, what, Like, is it rush hour traffic? Like, what's going on? So I don't think you realize how far it is. So but I think you have to pick up if you think it's that far. I, they don't let us know how far, so I think you need to adjust your tip to make it right. How much is the tip? You gave an $8 tip. What the hell are you looking for? <laughs> you gave an $8 okay, I'm going to bring the food back. I'm going to bring the food back. Okay. So, sorry for the cussing, but at that point, what's the point of bringing the food back? Because now, I mean, how does that work? She took, she just kind of like robbed you. Is that what happened? You know, well, that seems like somebody just wanted your food anyway. It's like if you're hungry, just say that. If you want something to eat, just say that. I, I'll give you something to eat. I'll give you some. I, I you can you can have a piece of my food if you want it. If I got a nice amount of food. If I got a pizza or something like that, I'll give you a slice if you're hungry. I mean, it ain't no big deal, but don't don't just rob me like that and take my food away. You're gonna get negative star negative stars in your social credit um, score. You're gonna get ranked very poorly on your Uber Eats app. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. But that's that's why I, I don't I don't do Uber Eats. I don't do uh what's what's the name of that thing that you um. Airbnb, I don't do Airbnb. Hate it. I've I've done Airbnb before, hated it. But I move along. I'm getting kind of triggered. I'm getting kind of lost in the sauce here. All right. Let's move forward and talk about um let's talk about Michigan parents. Let's let's go there today. All right. Matter of fact, don't talk about that. Hold on. I think I'm gonna go with um the volleyball girls first. Yeah, the, the volleyball girls. This this is a feel-good story, but at the same time, it's not. Now, remember the volleyball girls? This is in Randolph, Vermont. These girls on the volleyball team, high school girls, right? You're talking about between the ages of 14 to 18. Kids. These girls on the volleyball team, minding their business, having a good old time in a small town, Vermont. Randolph, Vermont, small town. Looking like, you know, middle America, basically. But anyway, having a good time on the volleyball team. All of a sudden, here comes this boy that now identifies as a girl, a male to female transgender, and has now been, uh, I guess you would say, um, 
he he's finally going to the volleyball team. Put it to you that way. I don't know if he got accepted. I don't know what happened. How did he get in? Did, did he audition for the? Did, did he try out for the team and make it as a as a male to female? I'm not really sure. Um, but he's on the volleyball team, and he um is making the girls uncomfortable. He's going to the locker room and changing in front of them now. If you got a 14-year-old girl, your daughter, in high school on the volleyball team, and here's this boy that now identifies as female on the team, and he's in the locker room with your daughter, and he's looking at her, making comments, I, I mean, that's that's not going to work. That's not going to be able to work. That's not going to work. I'm not going to allow that if I was a parent. She is not going to like it. She's not going to want to do with that as the child in a situation. You can't have it. If the person wants to be transgender on their own terms, that's, I mean, I don't think you should be, I don't think that should even be allowed by the parents or anything like that. If you have a child that wants to be transgender, like if the child, I don't know, that's kind of a sucky situation. The child is gay or something like that. I'm like, how did that happen? I don't know. I don't know nothing. about. I don't know too much about all of that. But transgender, I don't think that should be allowed not in a, a household. And if I was confronted with it as a parent, I would say, hey, look, you could do whatever you want to do once you get to be 18 years old and you, you, you become an adult. But once you're here, there are certain rules you're going to abide by, right? This is like Dwayne Wade's son, um, Zion, now known as Zaya Wade, now known as a woman. Well, not a woman. You're still a kid, so a girl. But anyway, I would not allow him to do this to himself. At 12 years old, saying now he's transgender. He might just be gay. He might just be soft. He might just be confused. It might be a phase. You never know. Because you know sometimes kids go through things, right? Just like teenage girls, they might go through a rebellious stage and they they, you know, get the emo Avril Lavigne type thing going on. They might go through that. But then when they get to be 30 years old, they're not going to be that same girl that they were at age 15 and 16. The same rebellious teenager. They're not going to be that way because guess what? They've they've grown up. They they've um, lived more life. They're not going to be stuck in that state of a fifteen year old. Okay, this is why we don't let fifteen year olds vote or go to war or anything like that. But they can become transgender. That's a pretty heavy thing for a person to decide at such a young age. But I digress. The whole point is, I would not allow it. I would say, hey, if you get to be eighteen and go out on your own, you do whatever you want, boss. Do whatever you want. As long as you ain't hurting nobody, you know what I'm saying? Do what you want. Now, if you decide to smoke crack and you get hooked like Hunter Biden, don't come back to me talking about, can I get some money? I don't got no money for you, sir. I can't. No, no, you, no you can't have $5. No, you can't have nothing out of my house. No, you can't stay here and get back on your feet. Stay, stay over there. You see that little patch of dirt outside? You can lay right there and get yourself tightened up, but you ain't going to come back here. So going back to the volleyball girls, um, some of them have spoken out to the media out there locally. Um, local media and whatnot, they've spoken out, but I don't think there was a collective effort to do a big story on this until now from a Daily Signal. I'll play some of this, and then I'll link to the rest, of course, on my website. You can go there and see it on the corresponding story about the update to the Volleyball Girls in uh, Randolph, Vermont. Check it out. 
We're here in Randolph, Vermont, where a group of high school girls is facing backlash for daring to speak out against a biological male using their locker room. The school system is failing the volleyball girls. They are putting the trans students' needs above ours because it is one person against the 14 other on the team. I sat down with some of these girls, and they tell me that they bear no ill will towards this trans-identifying student but they don't understand why they have to share a locker room with a biological male. And they're frustrated that school officials seemingly have no interest in their side of the story. It's not fully the trans students' fault. It is much more the school board's fault. And they're failing everyone, not just the volleyball team, not the transgender student. They just want people to be in trouble and they're not trying to help make a change. Bunch of tough, resilient young girls that want to see change and they they're uncomfortable and they're just Vermont girls. So you see this, you see this town right here. This is a small town. You know, this is just, you know, regular normie people just living their life, not bothering nobody. You know what I mean? Now they got to do with this whole thing with this biological male in a locker room with these, uh, with these girls. So it's like, what, what, how do we handle this here? A male. And these girls are very brave to go on here. These are these are high school girls. Keep it in mind. 14 to 18. High school girls. Very brave. Braver than a lot of men. Like I said, a lot of the online abuse I get from these uh these liberals be 55-year-old boomers foaming at the mouth with a cat avatar, not showing their face. You know, just completely, completely scared of a guy like me and anybody else that may want to challenge them. But these girls are not afraid. They're out there vocalizing themselves and shout out to the dad and the mom. You're going to see a little bit who are out there with them supporting their children. Very, very good. A male was in our locker room when volleyball girls were trying to get changed. After I asked him to leave, he didn't and later looked over at girls with their shirts off and it made many people uncomfortable and feel violated. I left as soon as I could in a panic. I was the first one inside the locker room at the time and the trans student came in and walked into a separate part of the locker room and went and changed while the other girls were in the main part of the locker room changing as well. As soon as the trans identifying student was done changing, they came out and stood at the entrance of the locker room for a little bit. A lot of the girls were changing in their sports bras and stuff. A lot of us stated like, can you please get out? We're changing, we don't feel comfortable with you in here. After a little while, the student did leave, but it took a little bit for the student to leave. And This is a 14 year old having to do with a male in a locker room looking at her and her friends undress. What, like, what does it even talk about? It shouldn't even be a thing that happens. But here we are, 2022, we gotta deal with this kind of stuff and figure out a way to combat it. A lot of us were not comfortable with that situation and we just, it's happened before and so we want just to be changed really. In a locker room it's made specifically for girls and so having a male with a penis in there it just felt wrong. When you tried to talk to your school, school officials, about what happened, what did they say? When I tried to talk to them they just shut me down and said it was a law, there was nothing they could do and that I should go somewhere else if I feel uncomfortable. Now, the thing about it is that it is part of the law, but if I'm the school district, if I'm the girls, if I'm the parents, we're not following that. And the, the law, I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of skip ahead a little bit. And of course, this video will be on my website. 
You can find the website, anthonyblogan.com. Let me see if I can find the particular law. Okay, here's a law that they're talking about. It says an owner or operator of a place of public accommodation or an agent or, or employee of such owner or operator shall not because of race, creed, color, national origin, marital status, race, sexual orientation, or gender identity. And underline that part of any person refuse, withhold from, or deny to that person any of the accommodations, advantages, facilities, and privileges of the place of public accommodation. That's 9 VSA section 4502 of Vermont state law, right? So that is a problem. However, if I am the Vermont school board or Randolph Vermont school board and the parents and the kids, we're not following this when it comes to the whole transgender thing. Okay. Because there's a, a locker room for girls for a reason and one for boys for a reason. There's a girl's bathroom for a reason and the boy's bathroom for a reason. This law, if interpreted to include transgender people, contradicts existing infrastructure, meaning you have bathrooms for different um, genders, locker rooms, different genders, change rooms, different genders. It's, it's like that already. This law contradicts that. So I'm going to go with what we already have. Until we just say that's no more, then this, this makes no sense. And it shouldn't be abolished at all as far as having gender changing spaces or private spaces. Very simple. Now, let me see if I can find the parents right quick in this because the, the adults are there. Parents are there speaking. Okay, here's uh, one of the moms. Student, and they want the focus to be on their daughter's discomfort. So I want all kids, uh, all kids at RUHS to feel safe, all kids nationwide to feel safe in their um, spaces where they need to change or are supposed to be private spaces. So we have to get creative as a nation to really um, figure out how to keep everybody safe and everyone working together. And the hate really does need to stop um, because that's not what this is about. It's about let's have an open dialogue about how to keep everybody safe and feeling comfortable because we've taught children to protect their bodies. And we've taught our child, Blake, to really um, keep her body private. My daughter feels uncomfortable in the locker room while that other student is in the locker room and that's all that matters is she's uncomfortable and it's pretty simple. They need to they need to make a change and make everybody comfortable. They state it's the law, um, but the law as it reads has some room for creativity. So let's get creative and let's make that happen so everyone does feel safe. See, they're, they're being very diplomatic. They're talking about making everybody feel safe. I don't really care. I don't care about everybody else. I'm worried about my kids. If I, if I got kids, I'm worried about my kids and their friends. I'm not worried about one individual person that wants to go in there and just start some stuff because they want to start some stuff. I'm not worried about that person. You know what I mean? Ultimately, if they want to accommodate them, then give them what they gave the girls. See, what happened was the, the solution to the whole locker room thing was, okay, we're going to ban the girls from the locker room. Meaning we're going to ban all the girls on the volleyball team from the locker room. And that meant not just for volleyball activities, but just in general, PE or whatever. They can't go to the locker room at all. They got to change in a single stall bathroom and they got to go one at a time. So rather than being in the locker room, changing all at once and having it be expedited and efficient, they got to go in a single stall bathroom and change one at a time. Okay. So it makes no sense. How about that one trans person go in the bathroom and change. Wouldn't that just make more sense? But 
Now that's violating against their gender identity or whatever. Oh, and there was one more thing I want to say. One more thing that was in this particular piece. There's been issues with this before. Let me come back here. There's been issues at that school before with that kind of thing. Not, not with the locker room, but with the bathrooms. That's been the main thing at that school. And I'm sure um, it's been the same way around the nation to other schools with the bathroom situation. But boys have been in the girls' bathroom, and they say that they're gay. So because they're gay, they can use the girls' bathroom. Not even transgender. Not even transgender. Hey, they can say, yo, you know what? I'm, I'm gay, therefore I'm going to use the girls' bathroom. They go in the stall, stand up, tallywhacker, all of that. No, nah, no, nah, I'm gay. I'm using your bathroom. I mean, and how do you even know that somebody is or isn't gay necessarily? I mean, how do you really know that? You're not going to see them perform a, a, a gay act. And they could perform a gay act and not necessarily be gay. You see what I'm saying? Like, they, they could do something that looks, quote, unquote, suspect, as a cool kid say, and not be gay. So, you see what I'm saying? So, it's like, at, at what point do we just say, okay, well, let's not have gender restrooms, locker rooms, changing rooms, or anything like that. It's really scary, really crazy. Yeah, if I was a young lady right now, it'd be kind of rough out here in these streets and a lot of these uh, liberal places. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to need my pistol in the bathroom with me. Because I ain't trying to have no big, you know, mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging man in there talking about I'm a woman, trying to, you know, look over the stall and see me in there. I'm not trying to have that going on. So, yeah, that's that's totally ridiculous and crazy. So, yeah, shout out to those brave girls and their parents for going on television and speaking about what's going on in a very open and honest way and trying to be diplomatic, trying to be nice, not trying to be hateful. It's just we cannot have biological XY boys with, with the, all their stuff and everything else in the same private space as girls. These rooms exist for a reason. All right. These rooms exist for a reason. Yeah, and you know what? The thing about a dude being gay is like the excuse for trans people is that they identify as women and they are women, which of course they're not, but they say they identify as women, therefore they are, so they should not be denied access to the women's restrooms. But if a person is gay and doesn't even identify as transgender at all, looking like Ryan Seacrest in the face with regular dude clothes on, he'd be in there with a three-piece suit, tie, Stacey Adams shoes on. Yeah, all right, I'm gay. And I'm, I'm using the, the, the girls' restroom just because you cannot deny me access to this restroom because I'm gay. And therefore, you're denying it based upon my sexual orientation. See how that works? You see? That's that, that's that silly law that's just so vague. It doesn't make any sense. They took the civil rights movement and it just skewed it to everything. To everything. At, at one point, you know, the, the purpose was... You can't deny somebody access to a public place because of their race, because they're black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe, or whatever. But now it's, hey, you know what? You can't deny me because I'm gay now. Huh? What? To a woman's, a woman's restroom. Even with not being able to deny access because you're black or white or whatever, you can still deny access based on gender, but now you can't do that anymore in some of these places. That law has come into effect. It's, it's totally nuts. No pun intended, but I will digress. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. And before I get to uh, the, the, the coup de gras, the main event, 
Raphael Warnock, Herschel Walker. Before I get to that, okay, we got some more um, Hunter Biden. Not Hunter Biden, pardon it's Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Ashley Biden, same thing. We got some more Biden footage for you guys. I may do like a weekly thing where I just do a compilation of all the most cringe Biden videos, put them into a short, put them into a video, put them on Instagram or something like that. Oh, and by the way, I have an announcement for you guys on Instagram. Okay, so on Instagram, if you guys follow me there, Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan, they gave me a new feature called, uh, what's that? Super follow. It's like uh, becoming a member, a paid member on my YouTube. You could do the same thing on Instagram. So if you want to support me over there, you could do that. Um, I may be able to do certain benefits on there. I'm not quite sure what I do. I could do a group chat. If you're a member, you can get um, private stories just for you guys in the group. I could do a lot. Of, I could do a lot of different things with that particular thing. But if you go to my Instagram page, there should be a button that says super follow even if you follow already, there should be a button right there that says that. So check it out. Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. Um, I'm going hard trying to get to 100,000 followers on that particular platform. So y'all help me out. You know, Facebook.com, the regular Facebook, the the normie. Facebook, the boomer book does not like me too much. But Instagram is better. So yeah, follow me over there. Even if even if you don't do super follow, just follow me anyway and check out the content. Um. I post a lot of my YouTube stuff over here, but I also post stuff in the stories, a lot of different memes and whatnot you won't get on YouTube. So y'all check it out. Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B as in boy, Logan, L-O-G-A-N. All right. So quick commercial break. Let's get right back to the to the action. I got some biting videos for y'all. Hold on. I got to just put them up here. I got to I gotta compile them. I got one ready. I probably got about two or three more. Uh, this one right here. Now you guys have seen this all over the place. TMZ even did a, a, a video about it or they, they did a story about it. It might just be these two videos I have. I'm going to start with the, the first one and then continue on. But yeah, your man Joe Biden every day just looks terrible. And speaking about um, Raphael Warnock and um, Herschel Walker before I get to it, the the brand of Herschel Walker has been this Dumb country hick, doesn't know anything, can't string two words together. Um, a puppet of the MAGA Republicans. It, basically an idiot, some racial stuff in there too. A little bit of um, racial dog whistling. Calling them basically dumb black guy, don't know nothing. That's that's the brand that the media gave to him. And it worked for mostly a lot of black folks too. A lot of white liberals. It, yeah, it worked. He's a moron. The number one thing they say, he's a moron. And you ask them why they won't have an answer. They'll, they'll go back to the way he talks, the way he sounds. Just because it may sound a certain way does not mean that I am how you think I sound. You see what I'm saying? Um, you, can, you can't always judge someone based upon how they look as far as how they're going to sound and vice versa. Somebody may sound intimidating. They may sound like they're kind of a threat, but they might not be. What they say, the, um, the Titans all got the, smart, the biggest bite. The, the biggest barking, the tiniest dog. That's kind of how it is. So they say that about um, uh, Herschel Walker, how he's just so dumb and didn't know anything, can't talk, can't put two words together. But then when they see Joe Biden, oh, he's an excellent orator. I, I literally, I did it on Facebook. It was an experiment. I'm, I'm on New York Times Facebook page, right? And I won't put the comments up because I don't want nobody to get targeted. 
because they will snitch. Oh, one thing about the liberals, they will say the most hateful thing to you. Prime example, the video I referred to earlier, which I can't find, it got deleted, where the guy threw the coffee on him and walked away like nothing happened. Now, the guy will throw coffee on you, walk away like he didn't do anything. The liberal guy will do that. If the conservative guy attacks him and beats him up, the guy threw the coffee will call the police on him like he did something. You see what I'm saying? And what I was talking about as far as the, the, the whole online thing, if they, if they say something to me that's out the way, or they say they get real snippy and nasty, if I say one thing back that's kind of a little bit questionable, they will call the Facebook police immediately, instantly, never fails. Whenever I get into a debate or argument or disagreement with these people on the internet, these leftists, they are finding something they could, touch, they could, they could use to snitch on you. They are the biggest tattletales, snitches over nothing. It's like, look, we having a conversation, we having a debate. Why are you going to tell them mama on me? All I said was that you got 4,000 cats in your house and they all smell like the most, um, the most potent weed in the world. Okay, your, 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 your house smells like weed, but it ain't nothing but cat piss, right? I said that and you called the police on me. It's like, I thought we were having a back and forth exchange. I thought it was all jokes and fun and just banter, but now you want to call the police and get me blocked for 24 hours. Anyway, I digress. Um, so yeah, I got enough, um, Joe Biden videos for you guys right now. I believe so. I believe we stacked up. Yeah. Matter of fact, there, there was the last one I needed. So I got one, two, three. There we go. Let's, let's check it out. So here's one. He's talking about a particular dollar amount. I'm not sure how many this is. So you guys help me out. I'm not necessarily a rocket scientist. I'm not Elon Musk or anything like that. So I don't know all these numbers. I can't really do the math in my head. Somebody tell me just how many dollars this is. Let's check it out. Global warming. It's going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. We hold the world ransom for billions, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars. Global warming. Oh man, I, I forgot about that part at the end. Deadly Wire, you guys are crazy for that part. Shout out to my man, uh, Michael Myers, Austin Powers. Hey, shout, shout out, shout out to him. One more time for the road. Can we, can we please do that? Global warming. It's going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollars, billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. We hold the world ransom for billions, a trillion, seven hundred million dollars, billion dollars. Global warming. <laughs> so. How many dollars is that? Like, what, what does that add up to? I'm not really sure. There's a number that can really quantify that particular amount he was trying to get out there. I don't really know. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really understand how many that is. But anyway, next video on deck. Let's see what he says here. There's not a single solitary Biden man that is younger than any Biden woman. There's not a... Okay, there, there's, there's, there's one right there. That might have been a, you know, that might have been a, you know, a, a, a old man joke, perhaps old man joke loading that didn't really land too well. And here's the creepy one that he always does. Matter of fact, hold on. I have two of these actually. I have two of these. The first one's first. All right, let's go ahead and roll it. Sh shout out to end wokeness for the clip. Kevin, Kevin, go down. 
Okay, so two things right there. Holding a girl's hand way too long, and she snatched it back. Watch. Take, take a look at the body language. It tells the whole story. You don't got to hear a word. Kevin, Kevin, go down. Okay, so why are you shaking your hand that long? This girl got to be about five, six years old. Maybe about eight at the most. Eight years old, maybe. This is a little girl. Why are you holding her hand so long? What are we doing? This this is way too long. It's awkward. She wants to get the hand away right away. And watch. Watch, watch, watch what she does. I'm snatching it right back. I'm, 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 it's weird. And then here goes the mom. Oh, little, little hair sniffing going on. What are we doing here, Joe Biden? This man cannot help himself. Like, this, this is a pattern. Like, it ain't just like one time where we saw him leaning in on somebody and he may have been a little bit too close. It's not just a one-time thing. This is a consistent pattern that he does. This is Joe Biden. This is Joe. This is Joe. He's done this over and over and over and over and over and over again. They keep saying, hey, Joe, stop sniffing these girls on the campaign trail, but he can't help it. Now, here's another video of him being creepy. This one has made this one's been all over the place right here. So already he's like right behind the girl. What are you doing? Like, why are you right behind the girl? What why are you right there? Is that is that your, your granddaughter? Who is this little girl that's right behind? His nose is right next to her. Like you already see what's happening here. Look at them. Now, very important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters. No serious time. Do you see her face? Hold on. Watch, watch this. Look at her face. Completely creeped out. Touching the shoulders. This is this is this is gross. This is gross. How can anybody defend this guy and what he does here? Like I said, this is this is a pattern. He does it over and over again. Not a one-time occurrence, constantly over years. So no wonder Ashley Biden is screwed up. No wonder Hunter Biden had to start smoking crack. How do you start smoking crack in the two thousands? Where are all the new crackheads at? Crackheads, from my point of view, be at least 50 years old. Guys that have been going back and forth since the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Not somebody. Well, I guess Hunter's that age now, ain't he? But Hunter wasn't on crack when he wasn't like a, a dope fiend in the street. This guy was raised with money. How do you become how do you become a cracker after being privileged like that your whole life? You know what I'm saying? Living a charm life, now you wanna smoke crack. And you have not really dipped away from being a charm person. No serious guys in your 30s. Okay. No, no what? No serious guys to your 30s. Oh, keep that in mind. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> shout, shout out to Diamond and Silk. Shout, shout out to them. But yeah, the face right here tells a story. Like, what are we doing here, sir? Why are you touch me all on my shoulders? This guy's a mess, man. But that, that's, hey, um, back to what I was talking about with Herschel Walker. I did an experiment on social media. Um, it was a column from Charles Blow, an LGBTQ LMNOP black dude, right? New York Times. And he, the, or the title of the article says, Herschel Walker, butcher of the English language. Like, is this, that's all you got? So how about policy? We ain't talking about policy. We ain't talking about nothing like that. We're talking about the way he speaks. You did a whole op-ed on the way he speaks. Really? Is that what we're going to do? Like your man Joe Biden is some kind of excellent orator. Like if, Biden gave a speech, you start crying tears right now. Is that what we're going to say? But anyway, so on the post on Facebook, I say, well, Joe Biden's the president. How does he speak? Oh, and the, and the responses, what, what they say? 
oh, he speaks eloquently. Like he has the wisdom of a wise man. He speaks like a, beautifully. Like they all, all this flowery language. Like really, y'all think this man speaks beautifully? Well, he has a stuttering problem. That don't stuttering does not make you just forget words and not know what he's talking about. It doesn't make you want to sniff little girls. I know it don't do that. I know that it don't be like eight hundred million, trillion, billion, billion. It don't, it don't do that. Makes you stumble over words, not forget your words. That's what he's doing. He has cognitive decline, not stuttering. But they want to say stuttering because, oh, and then, then they say, oh, respect your elders. You're making fun of him, all this, that, and the third. But when it comes to uh, Herschel Walker, dumb redneck, hick, don't know anything, moron, stupid. <laughs> uh, look, listen. Go to the New York Times Facebook page. I don't want to put it. I'm I'm a I'm gonna go to it right quick, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show a lot. But it's blowing up right now. Hold on. I, I'm gonna go to it right quick, but I won't show a lot. So I'm I'm gonna just show. I, I'm I'm gonna just show this part right here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right quick. I, I'm gonna show one person. And. You'll see what I'm talking about. So you see my comment right there. Joe Biden's the president. How does he speak? And then this person says, he has a speech impediment. And considering that, I think he does very well when he speaks. What's some more? Um, hold on. I don't want to see, I don't want to regard the names because I don't want nobody to go get targeted. So like a thoughtful, educated, knowledgeable, kind, and sensitive adult. Look at the hard emojis. 200, like, come on, man. A perfectly clear, even though there's traces of a stutter he has managed over his lifetime, still cause him to stumble now and then. He's articulate. I have no problem in understanding him. He speaks very well and is very intelligent. Go Biden, he's a great man. I'm dead serious. Like, this is how they think. This, this is like a peep behind the curtain of the left. I go over there to understand what they're thinking about, how they're feeling, all that stuff. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on. So when you ask me who says that, a lot of people, you'd be surprised delusional, crazy people that don't know what they're talking about. This man is in clear decline and I'm not even trying to make fun of somebody in decline. I'm just saying it's not, it's not right. It's just like Federal woman, Federal woman's out there not even understanding how to communicate with somebody. He had a stroke. He had, he had a brain injury for goodness sakes. Can you, can you let that man heal? Just go home and relax. Nope. You got to get that seat from Dr. Eyes. We can't have that man win. So we don't care. If this guy is basically, on his deathbed, we're going to roll him out there and, and make him be the candidate. It's, it's sick, really. It really is. Oh, they're, they're not bots at all because they go to my page and harass me too. They go to my pictures and put laughing emojis. They're not bots. They're real people. Okay? But you're talking about cat farmers, right? If you want a, a mangy kitten, you go to one of their houses, they got a thousand for you right now. Bring a pickup truck and throw, and throw them in the back. They got plenty of cats for you. But because they're hoarding the cats, they don't want to give them up. That's a different story. Anyway, I'll move along. Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock, this was a fantastic debate. You know what I saw? Also on my Facebook page, a lot of black liberal friends on my Facebook page talking about how well he did. Speaking about Herschel Walker, not Raphael Warnock. Oh, I'm so surprised. He did so well. I know he had it in him. I saw that message over and over and over and over again from 
black liberals on my Facebook page that live in Georgia. They live in Atlanta and they say they're going to vote for uh, Herschel Walker now rather than for your Warnock because Walker did so good in a debate. Stumped Warnock into wine. Warnock did not do good in a debate. You know one thing about Raphael Warnock versus Herschel Walker? One thing about them? Herschel Walker has a more masculine stance. And you have to understand what I'm saying. Most presidents, to speak about politics, leadership positions, most presidents are above six foot tall. Most presidents are above six foot tall. The last president that was not six foot, I think, was Jimmy Carter. And he sucked. <laughs> and he sucked. I think uh, uh, George W. was six foot, or at least 5'10". How, how tall was George W.? And I'm 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 gonna get back to the whole thing. So y'all just hang tight. Um, six foot. Obama was above six foot. Trump is like my size, six three. Um, who else? Slick Willie, six foot. My point is that your stance and your stature, how you look, and your your frame, masculine frame, it makes a difference in a debate. It it really does. Now I'm gonna show you these guys side by side, and you kind of understand what I'm talking about. And I'm not trying to say anything like be heightist or anything of that nature. I, this ain't that. This is just the reality of how human beings are. Uh, so let's go ahead and put these guys on the screen together and you'll see what I mean. And then I get to some of the clip, some of the clips of the whole situation. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Floor two records. Hey, say it's all like a tower. I, I saw what you did there. That was very good. Very, very good. All right. Can I get these guys? I got a picture of them together. Let me see if I can put that picture up right quick. Hold on. Y'all give me one second while I find that. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Well, this is close enough. This will work. Okay, there we go. Okay, AJC, we don't got all day for this. Come on, let's let's tighten up. There we go. So this is the AJC, one of the biggest papers in Georgia, probably the biggest, Atlanta Journal Constitution. It said Herschel Walker's debate performance scores points for his campaign. So even they got to admit it, and they're a pretty liberal paper. So you see the the stance difference, like the physical size difference. It's just, I don't know, man, like that right there, it's more of, it, it, he just has, the stance is different for Herschel Walker right over here in the darker suit. It just, it's, it's a difference. And let's get to the actual debate where he did very well. The so-called idiot, the moron, that don't know anything, the country bumpkin, they can't, can't put two words together. That guy did very well during the debate. And of course, all these clips I got a list of them right here on my website. You go to the website, anthonyblogan.com, and you can find all of these right here. Oh, one thing that Herschel Walker, well, let me, I want to get ahead of myself. But the only thing that Herschel Walker had against him was where Raphael Warnock was trying to talk about how he was playing a, a fake police officer. But Herschel Warnock had got deputized. And if you're deputized, you are in essence, a officer. Okay, you can do that. If you are a sheriff, you can deputize others, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments below. 
But there's a bunch of memes out there talking about Herschel Walker had a fake badge and he was a fake cop. All does that in the third. Here's that clip from that. This is the only clip. This is the only clip that they really have on the left that in any way defends Raphael Warnock. You can support police officers as I've done through the cops program. Okay, let's not let's not do that. Twitter. To protect program while at the same time holding police officers like all professions accountable. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer. <laughs> and 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 I've never I've never threatened a shootout with the police. And now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, 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 on, no. gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers. <laughs> I am so, so then he brings out a badge. People said that it was a prop from Party City, it's fake, all this, that, and the third. That's all they have for the debate. That's all they have. Although he was deputized, so it's not a fake badge. It's not a fake badge. Where is the evidence? Like, people say it's fake. How you know it's, how you know it's fake? Where is the evidence? It's like, how can you say it's fake without the evidence? Right? That's all they have from right... From the whole debate, is all they have is that moment. They'll focus on that, make memes about that. Meanwhile, the entire debate, Herschel Walker dominated Raphael Warnock. Dominated him. So here's some more clips. I'm going to play all of them. I did it in my video, and they're also on the website. But here's a good one right here. I want to save your life. Well, what's funny, we man, I, have to, Mr. I have to respond to this. Very quick. Because he... ...size matter. And if you think about it, Senator, in Atlanta, Georgia, there's more black baby that is aborted than, uh, than anything. So if black lives matter, why are you not protecting those babies? And instead of <laughs> aborting those babies, why are you not baptizing those babies? Mr. Warnock, or Senator Warnock, we'll give you a chance to respond to that. And, and don't forget, Warnock is an actual minister, like an actual, he has a church. He has a church. He's a, a, a Baptist type of minister. Wearing a robe and everything. He, he's, a, he's a church guy. So he should be the main person that's against abortion, yes? If I go to your church and you said you're pro-choice, I'm out. Because right there, you, you, you're dead wrong. I think the women of, of Georgia have a clear choice. He says no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or the life of the mother. I think that's extreme. It's out of touch with Georgia. And I intend to do the work that senators can do. See, he didn't Mr. read Walker, the, heart, we, he didn't read the heartbeat forward. bill, though. Wait, he didn't we've read the heartbeat forward, bill. That there is exceptions for that in the heartbeat bill. So when he makes right, a statement respect, that, that is Walker, untrue, that we need to and I do on, respect okay? that, we've got a, we've got a senator, lot to get that See, very well done. Very well done. Because he said something that was false, speaking about Warnock. And then he was rebutted by Herschel Walker. He says, hey, read the heartbeat bill. Those things you're talking about, the... Uh, no, sexual assault, life of the mother, incest, those things are right there as exceptions in the bill. So you're wrong about that. All right. And here was another one talk, talking more about abortion. Right now, do you believe there should be any limitations on abortion set by the government? And you have. I think that the women of this country and the women of this state woke up one summer morning and a core protection that they've known for 50 years was taken from them by an extremist Supreme Court. So the question was, okay, we have abortion, right? 
is there any limitations? You talking about up until the point of birth or what? Can you just say, all right, I'm eight and a half month gestation. Kill the baby. Can you say that? That was the question, but he doesn't answer the question directly. Okay. He doesn't answer it at all because if he says limitations, then that puts him at odds with his party. But if you're a minister, you should be able to answer that question because of your faith. That should intervene here, but obviously it's not. And I stand where I, I've said I stand in the past, that a patient's room is too narrow and small and cramped a space for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. We are witnessing right now what happens when politicians, most of, most of them men, pile into patients' rooms. You get what you're seeing right now. And the women of Georgia, the women of Georgia deserves a senator who will stand with them. I trust women more than I trust politicians. May I, may I respond? Very quickly, Mr. Walker. Hey, you know, it is, and I heard about him, I heard he was, he was he's a neat talker, but did he not mention that there was a baby in that room as well? And also, did he not mention that he asked him and also, what is, what is, like the rest of that clip right there, he was asking the government to pay for it, meaning Raphael Warnock. So if you say you don't want the government in there, you're bringing them right back in the room with the government paying for the abortion. Archie Walker did a very good job. A lot, lot, of, lot, of, lot of punches, counter punches. Very good job. Um, there's a few more here. Oh, here's a big one. And then I'll go back. Then I'll, I'll leave it because we got time constraints. But of course, this article will be on my website, in the description box, you'll see um, the corresponding pictures speaking about Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker debate. But, um, so Raphael Warnock has a church and the church has property where they rent to tenants and they're on Section 8. Section 8, if you don't know what the program does, government pays the majority of the rent and the tenant pays a small portion of the rent. So I think it's like 80%. So if rent is 1000 you pay 200 or something like that. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments below. Basically, the government pays the majority, if not all your rent. So um, there's a veteran, military veteran, who lives in the building who is facing eviction over unpaid rent. And guess how much? $192. They filed eviction on him. This is Raphael Warnock's people. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it, but this is one of the guys that will be against something like that, right? The, the greedy corporate people, all this, that, and the third, right? But here you are, if it's in the veteran for $200. So what's going on? And he lied about it during the debate. And like I said, there's, there's paperwork right here showing the actual lawsuit. Again, you, can, you go to my website, the paperwork is right there. There's a lawsuit. It says how much that the eviction is for. Paperwork, names, look, $192, six possession. Okay, it's all right there. Columbia MLK Tower, it's all here. Okay, has the, 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 the stamp on it or the official stuff on it. It's all right there. Paperwork, right? So let me go back. Hold on, let me just make sure I'm on the right page here. Let's, let's go back to the actual video. Okay, can we not click? Okay, there, let's let's just do, we'll do that anyway because we're gonna we're gonna be out after this. Sorry, because he won't answer that about evicting the people from the church. And I told him I will pay their I pay their salary. You're evicting them right now. We, we have these we have time. not we have not evicted. Oof. We have not evicted those. I tenants. didn't write the article. We 
you, your, your I don't we, write the article. We, and most other people have no, my time. I'm okay with the discussion. If we, you start talking me, over yes. each other, okay, we, we have not, we have not evicted speak, the tenants. Speak, and, and he should take that money and pay it back to the veterans that he exploited while yeah, pretending like, to like run too. and not uh, the See, you can tell that he's not desperate because if he had read in that thing, he would have saw that I had nothing to do with that. But he is so desperate right now, he really wants that seat. He's now telling you, I didn't evict anyone. It is written in the paper. I didn't do this. Well, Senator, you did. And it's okay to speak the truth. Do not bear false witness, Senator. Do not bear false witness. <laughs> Mr. Walker, to keep this moving, I want to... Very good. Herschel Walker did a fantastic job. Very charismatic. Very um, quick. Very... He was able to, to, to counterpunch and really just display all the facts and everything else. It was very good. Very, very good. Like I said, even the liberals, liberals who hate Trump, don't like Trump, black liberals in Georgia, I'm talking about like brunch boot guys. These guys said he did a good job during the debate. They said it. There, there was a lot more moments. Um, do I have anything else before I get to the super chats? Um, I think there's, well, there, there's always more. There, there's always more. Oh, here's here's one. I, I'll play this last one, then I move forward. Like I said, these are all on my website. So I guess it was one particular part of the debate. They're talking about sending up to the the president, to Trump or to Biden, whoever the president is. So that's the context of this particular question here. Well, first of all, he talked about standing up. You didn't stand up to Chuck Schumer when you could have got a could have got a after. Uh, company here oh. up to uh, standing up. You didn't stand up to Chuck Schumer when you could have got a. I don't know why it does that. Up to uh, company here of almost a billion dollars. You let it go to New York. You didn't stand up then. You didn't stand up to Biden when he left American uh, people and had 13 military soldiers killed in Afghanistan. You didn't stand up then. So what we can do is Putin is a bully. In the way you beat a bully, you show strength. Well, Senator, why not say he stood up? He not stood up to Biden. If he was standing up, he wouldn't have voted with him 96% of the time, which gave us an op it gave us an open border, which gave us high inflation, which gave us crime in the streets. And he's talking about standing up. He didn't stand up. He have laid down every time it came around. And you, and you know that, Senator. It, it is evident that he has a point. I mean, fantastic job. Also, one thing about Herschel Walker, he's, um, how old? 60 on the dot. He's 60, and Warnock is 53 years old, so he's actually six years older than Raphael Warnock, which you can't really tell, again, by looking at him, that it matters. The physical stature and the presence and all of that. He's 60, Warnock 53. I mean, it, it, it makes a difference, man. How you look makes a difference. So we'll, we'll see what goes on. That's why they wanted to have Gavin Newsom for president because of the way he looks. That's why Trudeau is president of Canada because of the way he looks. But I'm going to go down that road. Ultimately, this was a fantastic debate, aside from the whole looks department stuff. It was a good debate. Uh, Horst Walker did a fantastic job. He was able to punch. He was able to uh, punch and counterpunch and come with the facts and be very quick on his feet. And he was able to recall information and able to make certain points and give arguments. It was good. So, yeah, 60 years old. That's right, 60 years old. Um, 
we're not 53 years old. You know, but you got a professional athlete, you know what I'm saying? Just to be fair, uh, I think Herschel Walker did an MMA fight recently, like within the past 10 years or something like that. So that's all. You got to – he's blessed with genetics, obviously. You know what I mean? He's blessed with the genetics. So that, that definitely helps him a lot. Unfortunately for your man, uh, Rafael Warnock, it didn't really help. You know what I mean, it, it don't really help too much at all. But we got Super Chats to get to, and you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you enjoy what you were hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And where are we going to start here? Okay, matter of fact, let me go. Let me let me go over there. I gotta go to where the super chats are, and then we go ahead and get straight into it. I thought I had to load it up, but I didn't. All right, so let me just find them right quick, and we get to the calls. And if you're trying to call in right now, the calls are the calls will be on in just a moment after I get done with the super chats. So y'all just hang tight for me. And today is the fifteenth, of course. Let's go ahead and go to the top. Shout out to. Uh, Caius Poshimus, who says they treated 45 the way, the same way Walker. Well, they, okay, hold on. Let me, let me just read this properly. They treated 45 the same way as Walker with women. Yeah, they did. Also, Apple says, ABO, you made me proud defending the volleyball team. Thank you for that. And Apple also says, why are lips so obsessed with bathrooms anyways? Because, you know, the, the ultimate agenda here is for a certain kind of person to be seen as normalized in society. That's the ultimate agenda. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. A lot of these people, they just want to get your children. Okay. Also, Kai's Poshman says, Musk will no longer support Ukraine with Starlink. Shout out to him for that. Thank you to Curtis Reynolds who says, Hey, ABL, all this woke crap is driving me effing crazy. Thanks for being a voice of reason. Hey, thank you for your super chat. Definitely appreciate your boss. And thank you for your kind words as well. Thank you to Apple who says, opinion on New York City Green Goblin gang, would you engage? Um, yeah, I saw those people. I don't know what the, what was going on with them. They having a bad day or what's going on. But I don't I don't go to New York. I don't, I don't do with New York. I ain't trying to go on no subway. I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to, you know what I mean? Um, I, I'm not I'm not trying to engage in nothing like that. I ain't trying to have nobody. Hit me with a hatchet or some some girls in green goblin suits try to try to jump me. I I'm I'm just cool. Okay, I'm gonna play some of that video right quick. But I don't want any of this. You know, I, I'll just stay over here. Even when I go to Atlanta, I'm not getting on the martyr. <laughs> me get me get an Uber or driving my car. I'm not going to the you know public. I'm not going to where society's dregs are. Okay, so these people, these women. Um, and in green suits are jumping people on the subway. Like not suit and tie, like they got a blazer, lapel pin, all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like, it looked like, it's like, I don't know what to, how to describe it. Look at the, the face cover. It's like, you ever seen Power Rangers, the putties from the Power Rangers, they have all the, the whole green, the, the, the gray suits, the putties. Think about those, but lime green. I have no idea what the, the point of this was, it's just so random. I'm going to stay away from New York. You know, I, I, if I go to New York, it's going to be briefly, and I'm not going into the underworld. <laughs> I'm staying above ground. I'm staying above ground. But anyway, 
And I'm, I'm not going to engage him. If I saw him in the street doing stuff, y'all got it. I'm cool. Also, Apu says, you see President Biden laid his hands on video, so creepy. Yes, of course. It was crazy. Uh, Apu also says, ABO fans in Georgia, we need Herschel Walker in the Senate. Make it happen, please. Walker's going to debate Schumer and those Democratic Senate clowns and crush them. Absolutely. Um, also, Apu says, ABO, would you consider getting a call screener or a co-host? No, because I don't get that many calls. I don't have, it's not like, you know, I'm not Rush Limbaugh quite yet. So I don't think I really need that right now. And a call screener kind of, you, you can you can defeat a call screener, really, because I've seen them at normal on the call screen and then get crazy once they get on the phone. So, no, I don't think it really makes a difference for me. Also, um, ABM, my highest point score in a competitive basketball game is 22 points. What's your highest you ever dunk in a competitive game, buzzer beater, winner? No, I don't know. I don't know my highest points. I've dunked, but not in a game. Yeah, I just dunk like just at the gym practicing, but not in a game. Um, Apu also says, love to hear ABO's glory day stories. Crowd go wild. <laughs> I got a lot of stories that I've not told. A lot of stories like I, I got to get permission. I got to get people to sign off on. I got to get NDAs and whatnot clear. I got to get a lot of stuff going for these stories. I keep those for I keep those for the book if I ever write that, and then I still got to get it cleared for the book. Apu also says, God bless J Six and pro lifers in jail. Prayers for them. Thank you for that. Also, Pelosi's J Six movie. Move is a movie or a movie? Yeah, Pelosi's J Six movie proves it was an inside job. You know, thing about I'll punch him out. All this that and the third. Yeah. Also, he says best pie, pumpkin, apple, cherry, Boston cream. Is that does that count as a pie? Boston cream. That's like a donut, ain't it? But out of out of the other ones, I say probably pumpkin pie. Out of those, sweet potato pie really is a goat. But pumpkin pie out of those, yeah. Apple and cherry pies are like little Seven Eleven snacks. The little, you know, you get you get them like a, the little half a little pocket pies, but not it's not a pie pie where you just cut. You, you see what I'm saying? So you got you got the little apple pies, the little half things you get at Seven Eleven. Then you have the donuts. Then you have actual pumpkin pie. Where you cut it in the pizza slices. Um, apple also said favorite beat action movie star. Michael Jai White, Chuck Norris, Jackie Chan, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Stephen Seagal, Don the Dragon Wilson. Michael Jai White, for sure. Yeah, Michael Jai White. Um, Dolph Lundgren, for honorable mention. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren, always a, the OG. But Michael Jai White, out of those. I like Chuck Norris, too, of course. Jackie Chan. Um, yeah. But action movie star, favorite A-lister, let me get, that, let me get Keanu Reeves and John Wick. I, I love John Wick movies. That's 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 my that's my jam right there. Uh, Dent Machine Company says, didn't Matt Maxine tell everyone to get in their face and make them uncomfortable? Yeah, she did. She sure did. Apple also says, you like popcorn with salt, butter, caramel, cheese? Give me give me popcorn with butter and a little bit of salt. Not too much. I ain't I ain't trying to be drowning in salt and butter and all that kind of stuff. No caramel or cheese though. Cheese on popcorn is disgusting. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Jeff Owen who says, love your messages. Thanks for your time and efforts to get the truth message out to the match. Thank you for that. Dent Machine Company says, 70 million is a small price to pay for a puppet on the world stage. That's correct. Thank you to Apple who says, Lauren Bobear's Democrat opponent got busted cheating on his wife in the storage locker, then got blackmailed. Hilariously funny or shameful ABL. Um, <laughs> That's both shameful and funny. A storage locker? Really? You can't get a hotel? You can't spring for a telly? You gonna go in the storage locker? It's not hot in there? I mean, good grief. It's either hot or cold. Ain't going to be no insulation. 
That's like being in a truck stop bathroom or something, man. It's kind of gross. But anyway, I digress. Apple says, no fried chicken ABL is so good. I can't do nothing with it, man. Turn my skin up, make my stomach hurt. It's just not, it might taste good for a while, but after you get the side effects, it ain't going to be too good for you. Thank you to Football Jones for the donation that says, go Vols. That's right. Shout out to the Vols. Thank you to Ryan Washington who said, young, unindoctrinated women being gaslighted as transphobic people needs to stop faster than a fart at a funeral. Keep it moving, brother. Will do, man. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Dent Machine Company who says, they're working on a law to change parents with a, charge parents with a felony if they try to stop their gender-affirming care. All it takes is a school to call DCS to get it started. That's crazy. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says, slavery was at one point the law. These people clearly would have also approved of slavery as well as seeing it, saying it was a law. That's correct. Ian Kenny also says, I've said it before, I'll keep saying it, the parties didn't switch, Democrats just switched their marketing, they're still the same party. Correct. Absolutely, they're still the same. They've not changed. Nope. Dent Machine Company says, did you see the trans shop teacher tried to give a petition of 70,000 people to the school board to have Zimzer removed? They didn't want to take it. He is based. I didn't see that. Shout out to him. Dent Machine Company also said, the left was memeing Herschel about the police badge. What's it? What's it? What's the? What's the explanation behind that? The moderator called it a prop and scolded him. Nah, he was deputized and he was he has the endorsement of the sheriff. So, you know, it's not a prop. They said it was a prop with no evidence. It, it, it just it just called it a prop because it just didn't believe his story about being deputized. Okay, the sheriff can't deputize you, so the badge was real. They said it was fake. It's just not correct. Misinformation. But you know, they're not going to put a label on Facebook. If you put out a meme talking about his badge is not real or whatever, they won't put a label on talking about, oh, that's not really right. They won't do that. But if I put out a meme about Pelosi and the bottle of Smirnoff, oh, that's misinformation. She don't drink. Stupid stuff. Um, thank you to TJ Jizzle who says, ABL, I, didn't, I don't have Instagram. Will this money entice you to start our fans only? No. <laughs> I ain't going to be able to do it, sir. <laughs> and it's per Philly Gizian dollars. Okay, there, there we go. That, that's that's many dollars he was trying to uh, say. Talking about Joe Biden. Tip Machine Company says the same people who complain about Herschel speaking slow are the same people who call him the C-double-O-N word or Uncle Tom if he was more articulate, correct. Absolutely. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says, ABL ever read color communism and common sense by Manning Johnson. If not, if not, you should. Manning Johnson was a prominent communist left the party. Was he the same guy that wrote Malcolm X's uh, autobiography? Hold on. Let me make sure. Uh, not autobiography, just biography. Did he, did he write that? No, 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 maybe not. Okay. It was somebody else who wrote that, I suppose. Yeah. All right, hold on. Yeah, it wasn't him because he died before Michael Metz died. Um, let me see. Thank you to the conservative take who said Churchill Walker's big moment was when he caught Warnock on him being a quote pastor, but was pro BLM and killing babies, correct? And for Ranger Xbox says that play the FBI praising the pillows they sees Mike. <laughs> Um, okay, we got some more. Thank you to Melanie Schwartz for your donation. The, the thank you emoji, I appreciate you for that. Thank you to JS who says, hey, ABO, can we ever see your firearm armory? Not, not the whole thing, though, because I, I got some surprises now. And the Federal Rallies are watching. And also, you know, it was a tragedy. 
I was out on the boat having a good time, and there was a tragic boating accident, and all the guns sunk to the bottom of the lake. So, hey, man, unless you want to get a team to go dredge the lake, and I don't know which lake it was because I just was so traumatized, I forgot exactly where I was. I know it was a body of water. It might have been a lake, a ravine, a pond, a stream, an ocean. I have no idea where it was. Chesapeake Bay, I don't know where I was at. It could have been on land. But anyway, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> and also, what do I think about if Trump becomes president again? It could happen, but it's going to be very, it's going to be uphill battle for that because there's been so much damage done to the mind of the American people. As far as how I think about Trump, it's, it's been so much damage done. It's going to be hard to overcome that during another campaign. It's going to be grueling, grueling to say the, to say the least. Thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, if you want to see where systemic racism exists in the United States, look no further than the Democrat run cities. It does exist, just not everywhere. There you go. There you go, man. But thank you for you guys' the super chats. It's time for the calls now. The number to call is 434-658-1220. And thank you to TJ Jizzle again, who says, TJ Jizzle is girl. Okay, there you go. Uh, number to call, 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email in the description box. So you could be right there, bottom left hand corner of the screen. Skype doesn't that right. It's not my fault. Y'all know who to blame. Blame the white man. Don't blame me. Let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling here. All right. Let's go ahead and get that out the way. There we go. And let's do 336 on the line. Who am I speaking to? I just call from the conservative. All right, man. What's going on? Nothing much, man. All right, so what's on your mind? What's happening? I was going to talk about the war not. Um, I'm getting feedback, actually. Okay. Do you, do you have some stream on in the background? Yeah. Am, on, I, am I on the air? You're on the air live, boss. Turn turn some off for me, please. Oh, okay. Um, my, all right, let me, uh, let me get out of here. So, my, my bad. Um, so, yeah, man, ABL. So, uh, anyway, I watched the debate, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, and I was wondering... You know, what do you think was the, the aha moment that for uh, that um, that, that uh, Herschel was able to put over on Warnock? Because, you know, they had the badge, but what what do you think was the big moment? I, I just uh, put on your um, chat there that it was the pastor moment, him not being a pastor and killing babies and BLM and all that. That, that was a big moment right there. That, there were quite a few moments. A lot of, lot of counterpunching I liked that he did, but the big moment was the whole, the, the whole pastor thing because that's kind of the elephant in the room, right? Because... If he's a pastor, like he has a church, he's out there preaching from the Bible, how are you going to do that at the same time support abortion and BLM and things of that nature? It doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad he was able to call him on it in a very respectful way, in a way that made sense in the flow of the conversation. And um, and I think it's, I'll take one more question, if you don't mind. Um, the, uh, the, the situation, I didn't see this in the actual debate, but supposedly debt forgiveness, I was, I was told on a meme on Facebook, and by the way, we're, we're friends on Facebook, by the way. I caught, caught some of your stuff. But uh, someone said that the, we're not saying, hey, you know, you should do this for the students because, you know, they're, they're hard on the times and they're hard on the luck, whatever. You know, we should, we should help them out. And then supposedly uh, Walker looked at the audience and said, um, I didn't co-sign for any loans. Did y'all? And that's what – I didn't see it, but how did that go over? I, I did not see that part, but if he did, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, a lot of people are blue-collar – uh, they didn't go to college, so they don't they don't have those kind of problems. So I think that kind of thing doesn't appeal to everyone that Warnock was saying. And then beyond that, it doesn't make any sense when you're talking about him because, okay, if you want to forgive debt, how about the $200 your tenant owes? 
Okay, you got a tenant that owes two hundred dollars, and you want to start the whole eviction process on him. So forgive the two hundred bucks. Don't evict the veteran rather than trying to use taxpayer money to forgive billions in student loans. So, yeah, that that was probably a good moment right there. But I didn't see that particular part. Okay, well, I appreciate your time, my brother, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right, great call. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go to 424. Don't allow him to speak it to. It's David in Los Angeles, also known as Zoo Dog. All righty, man. What's going on? <clears throat> now, last week we talked about Kanye, and I was saying how much I loved him, and his Tucker Carlin interview was amazing, and I love his takes, and everybody should listen to him. Boy, oh boy, did that change. I don't know if you talked about, I know you didn't talk about it today, but you know he came out with that tweet that said, death con the Jewish people. You may have addressed that. Now to me, you know, Candace Owens is trying to defend that, saying, if you're honest, you know, no, nah, Candace, no, nah, Candace, we know what that means. It does not sound good saying death con the Jewish people, D-E-A-T-H, okay? So... <clears throat> You want to let that slide. But then I don't know if you heard this. During the Tucker Carl interview, there was stuff edited out. And the stuff edited out made it on the Internet, on YouTube. And it was anti-Jewish stuff. Okay, so this guy clearly is anti-Semitic. He's, you know, he feels like the Jews are out to get him. And, of course, that he's lumping in some Hollywood executives or Jared Kushner is all Jewish people. So, man, let me tell you something, ABL. He, I was his biggest fan last week. Now he can stick it straight up as you-know-what. I'm furious at this guy now, and I want to know what your opinion is, if you heard about this. Well, I heard that there were some things that were quote-unquote anti-Semitic, but I don't know what he said exactly. You're saying DEFCON, but what was the context? What, what did he say? And then the things that were edited out, what, 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 like, what did he say in those things? People could say that it was anti-Semitic, but, I mean, what did he actually say? I forget what he said. I listened to it. I listened to the audio. I can't quote exactly what he said, but it was like, oh, hell yeah. This bitch is anti-Semitic. Whoa, 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 whoa. can't curse, sir. Be careful. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't think that crossed the line into cursing. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll let's... be more careful. All right. So, anyway, it really... Listen, and if you remember last week, I called up praising him, and I loved his political commentary. But after hearing it, and maybe you could do some research and find the YouTube for your next show, it just came up on a YouTube feed. It wasn't hard to find. But after I listened to it, it definitely made me say, oh, yeah, he's definitely got a problem with feeling Jewish people are out to get him which is not all Jewish people. You know, anyway, I, if you haven't heard it, then I guess you can't say. But what do you think then about just saying DEFCON, D-E-A-T-H, to Jewish people? What do you think about that? Well, I don't know what the context was. I think he could have meant DEFCON, but the question is, what was he talking about? I don't know what he was saying. So I can't make a statement on a thing. I don't really know what he was saying. I don't, it'd be unfair for me to, make a decision or a statement on a thing I don't know. 
I like I like here was one word. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't know the context. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know what he meant. I know nothing. Yeah, well, you know, he got he didn't get to respond the next day because the uh, Twitter and Instagram both cut him off, as you know. So we never got to get a follow up, and I think that saved his butt because he did after the death con within the tweet he did say some stuff about you know trying to be silenced by jewish people listen man i think it's pretty clear at this point he's got issues about it and everybody has issues with everybody but you're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud so since you didn't hear it leave it at that maybe by next time you do your show on wednesday or maybe you can do a follow-up video look for the clips i would like to know your opinion you know uh, but it definitely made me think, oh, oh, yeah, by the way, he had J.P. Morgan, his bank account it, is closing his bank account. It's like you got 60 days to get your money out of here and put it somewhere else. Um, I think he's going to be losing all his endorsements now. I really do think it's the decline era for Kanye. I don't think it's one thing to to wear a shirt, white, white lives matter. OK, it's another thing. That's not anti. That's not making an anti statement. You know, black people could say, "Hey, man, you know that's offensive." Black lives matter, not white lives matter. But he didn't come out and say anything negative. That's just like his opinion to say white lives matter. Now he's coming out saying negative stuff about Jewish people, and I I think that he's done, bro. I think he's done. I think he's going to lose endorsements. His bank told him he's got 60 days to get his money out of there. They won't even bank with him anymore. And I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's over. Well, we'll, we'll see, see if we'll, I'm we'll, right. We'll, we'll see how that works, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. One thing about the whole thing with Kanye, people have said that he said things that are anti-Semitic or negative, but they can't really tell me what he said. Like I asked him, I say, like, okay, what do you say? I forgot. <laughs> okay. I mean, what do you want me to say? DEFCON 3, like, what's, what's the context behind that? I need to know some more information. 540, you don't allow who I'm speaking to. Uh, yeah, Rob Crook. All right, turn straight down background for me, please. Okay, I'm sorry. That's all good. Okay, turned it off. All righty, what's happening? Yeah, um, I just wanted to know what uh, ABL's uh uh, thoughts are on uh, CBDC, central bank uh, di- digital currency. Well, okay. Number one, this is me right here. This is ABL talking to you live. Um, oh, uh, it's all it's all good, man. I'm here. Um, thank you for calling. But you said central banking digital currency. Is that what you said? Correct. Um, I think that any kind of digital currency it's a bad idea because I think it's just a precursor to eliminating cash. And also it's also a way to control people. If you don't have cash, that's a problem because whatever you buy, whatever you sell can be tracked. Um, it's a way for them to take money from you easily. Excuse me with taxes and things of that nature. It, it'd just be a bad thing overall. It's just more control, less freedom, and they can manipulate that pretty easily. So I'm not a fan. It, it's like a China type of situation. They always have the yuan manipulated because that's pretty much all digital as well. And that's not a good thing at all. I'm, I'm not a fan. Yes, I, I agree 100%, but 
I was just wondering if uh, you get that message out to you know the people that listen to you. I mean, wake them up. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope to be able to do that because that's definitely an important thing. Yeah, I, I think it's the most important thing. I mean, but uh, we can leave it at that. I mean, you're on the same wavelength as I am, so uh, we can leave it. And like I said, if you can get it out to the people, the more people that know about it or aware about it, the better. Right on, man. Absolutely. Okay. I'll leave you at that. And, uh, hey, keep doing the good work you're doing, man. Thanks. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. No problem. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. And you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you enjoy what you were hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Let's get to the next call here. Let's go. Call line, speaker to 817. Yeah, this is Ray Vasquez from Fort Worth, Texas. How are you, ABL? I'm well, man. How about yourself? Doing okay. Um, I was wondering if you've heard about the Green Goblin uh, gang, the tax in New York City in the subway. I haven't seen your videos on there. So I, I saw if you had heard about it. Yeah, I saw a video. Are, are they a gang? Like, have they, have they done more attacks than this? That one? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I think it was like two or three in the same day. I know they attacked two two 19 year olds and stole their, I think their cell phones and their wallets and beat them up pretty bad. Yeah, that's just I so. Think only one of them arrested out of all of them. Yeah, I mean it's New York, so I mean what you gonna. You you pretty much do whatever you want in New York City yeah. nowadays, unfortunately. But <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I don't understand. I don't even know why they were there, what they were doing. It's just it's just really crazy. The whole thing was crazy. The the video was crazy. Them wearing the the, the green suits was also crazy. I'm just kind of confused about the whole situation. To be honest with you. I mean, they were covering their faces and stuff, and trying to you know uh, cover their identities. But yeah, it's, it's just lawlessness. It's, I mean, the mayor, whatever that guy's name is, um, he's, he's coming out saying stuff about it, but they're not doing anything about it. They right. still got uh, no cash bail. It just makes no sense. They're, you know, I do this. <laughs> of course, I think you made a video about the guy with the axe. Uh, they went on an axe uh, rampage in, in McDonald's. I think he went back to jail already again for something else. And he, he was out within four hours with no, no bail. Yeah, like no cash, what, no I think what happened was he um was spraying graffiti, something random. It's like graffiti, really, sir. This is 2022, not 1987. Like, are you going to break dance next to the big boom box with the cassette tape and all that? It's like, what's happening? So they, they caught him. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they caught him spraying graffiti, and then when he tried, when they were trying to arrest him, the police he stole a bike that was worth like yeah. like four grand, and then let him on a a, a bicycle chase, and of course they caught him. And let, uh, and let him out again. Hey, it was out within four hours. No, no bell, no nothing. Just, yeah. It's just lawlessness, man. My, my sister visited, like, I think back in August, and she said that her uh, her mother-in-law was telling her basically just don't go out past 8 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that makes sense to me because it's, it's just it's not quite safe the way it should be. So I, it makes sense to me for sure. Yeah, because they were going to go get some food or whatever. It was, like, kind of late, and she was like, no, don't go. Like, you're better off just staying here. 
and warming up some noodles. So anyway, <laughs> all right. God bless you, man. Have a have a good week. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, shout out to the caller. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go to 915 online. Who am I speaking to? Hi, yes, this is Andy from Texas. All righty, what's happening? Yeah, I just wanted to call in because I wanted to drop a white pill and red pill for everybody to get away from all this like doom and gloom stuff. Okay. Yeah, so... So I was looking over for uh, New York, uh, the gubernatorial race that's going on there. So as of 2022, we had New Jersey, California, Illinois, and New York. They were the most uh, amount of people that were moving out of those states. And then you had the four major ones that were receiving people into those states, which was Florida, Texas, Arizona, North Carolina. Now, the weird thing that I saw was that in 2010, uh, the Democrat won by 27 points. 2014, they won by 13 points. 2018, they won by 22 points. What's interesting is uh, from 2014 to 2018, uh, they went from 13 to 22, and I think that's a response from Trump. But as of right now, we have Zeldin versus Hochul, Hochul being the current incumbent for New York, and she's barely winning by six, eight, two points, and some other polls are showing 17, 15, five. It, it's just all over the place. So as of right now, uh, on real clear politics, she's at 5.3 points. Now, my question is to you, do you think that if, say, Hochul wins the gubernatorial race for New York by single-digit margins, is this something to tell New Yorkers to stay, stay put, and to keep continuing to fight the great fight in New York or to continuously leave afterwards? That's a very good question. Um, I think... Some may find hope if they see the races tightening and things starting to go a different mm-hmm. direction. They may find hope and say, you know what? Let's go ahead and stick it out. We've been here this long. Go ahead and stick it out. And I think it's easier to do something like that if you are not in the city. Or at least if you're not in the bad part of the city, which it could be anywhere at this particular point. But if you're in the city, in New York City, now you got an issue because of the crime and the violence. It, it becomes less about wanting to escape the politics and more about escaping the violence, trying to find safety. Mm-hmm. So it, it becomes a different story. So it depends on why you want to leave and also the urgency of it. But I think if that happens as far as the, the race becoming tight, that could help some people make a decision and stay. Mm-hmm. But some, it won't, it won't make a difference because the city is just going so crazy and it's crime everywhere. People are just losing their lives and getting, getting attacked for no reason. That might not be enough. Yeah, and I agree. And I think there's a there's a dy- dynamic shift right now, a paradigm shift, uh, where in 2018, 2014, 2010, the Democratic uh, uh, nominee was winning by double-digit margins, and now we're looking at single-digit margins. Now, even if the Democratic person wins in New York for the gubernatorial race by single-digit margins, that speaks high volumes of all places. I mean, this would be on par with New Jersey, Illinois, and California if they were to win by just single-digit margins. I would even dictate that this would be an absolute victory for the Republicans at this point to say that they're tired of the very far-left politics that they're presenting. And I think, personally, if you want to leave New York, you want to leave California, you want to leave Illinois, go to North Carolina, you want to go to Florida, you want to go to Georgia, Texas, whatever have you, 
that's great. But even with the amount of people that left New York, and it's still almost in an almost um, toss-up state, isn't this good news for people all around, all over America, especially in New York? I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good sign for for people all around. It, it definitely would be a good sign for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm not going to take so much of your time. I enjoy your show, and thank you so much for having me on the air. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, have a great night. All right. Great call. Thank you guys for being here yet again. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that right now for me. I'd appreciate that as well. All right, let's go. 831, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 831, hello. Hello. Yes, who am I speaking to? Hello, speak? ABL. Hello. Hey, this is Shelly. All righty. What's going on? I'm calling from uh, California to call me date. Um, I, I wanted, uh, there was a couple questions I have for you. So the first one was, I saw that you're still using PayPal. Yes. And do you know what just happened with PayPal? Well, I saw that they've tried to put something out talking about um, if you, some kind of policy change to try to put out where they were going to take money from you, but then they reversed it. So they're not going to do it. Yeah, it was like a test. They wanted to see how many people would fall for it or, or go along with it, really. But it was um, based on their opinion of what this information is. They would take, they would find your account how you know however much money they decide to find you for disinformation or for hate speech but it's their definition of disinformation or hate speech right you know they're going to decide if it's disinformation or hate speech anyway i I canceled my paypal that's it for me and i'm going to go withdraw my money from chase i don't know what happened with kanye um if he did say the things about Jewish people, that's that's pretty that's bad. But I never, I haven't. I'm like you. I haven't heard or seen that tweet. I never saw that. So I'll definitely do some more research because if Kanye is saying stuff like that about Jewish people, that's that's not good, man. That's bad. Yeah, I mean, people, but uh, people, my other question. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, so you, you got your question. So yeah, I would I would highly suggest that you cancel the PayPal because uh, they're communists. So, um, and then as far as California goes, um, I have my ballot, and I'm gonna vote all red, all red. I'm gonna do my research because there's a couple of names I'm not familiar with. Um, but there's only one, the one guy that's against Newsom. Uh, I think that's the guy I voted for in the mid, you know, the one to be in the primaries. Right. But I'm not sure I'm going to have to look him up. But Newsom is a communist, and so is Trudeau. And, yeah, you're right. People do are stupid. People vote because of looks. And it's just stupid. But it's human nature. I mean, I understand that. But those those guys are all all demonic inside. They could look all great, flashy, and nice on the outside, but yeah, they're disgusting on the inside. I was going to ask you another question, but um, 
Candace Owens is blowing it out out the water. Nobody can really argue with what she's saying. All they can do when they get in front of her is try to humiliate her, and it doesn't work. It doesn't. That's, that's right. She's too. She's too. She's too smart. Most of the time, she keeps her cool. Once in a while, I think she gets impatient with ignorance. And who wouldn't get impatient with ignorance? Of course. If you're just ignorant and you're saying things that you don't have any idea what you're saying, and you just keep hearing that over and over all day long, when she's at the colleges, you know, and she's trying to educate them, and they just spewing out stuff that doesn't make any sense. We're about to go to war with Russia. And China, by the way, because China is Russia's buddy. They're buddies. And and these young people in these colleges that think they're not going to have to go and die for Biden, they're all mistaken. Oh, yeah, they're going. They'll be the first ones to be sent. That's right. They're going right away. They already came out and said that if you identify as transgender, you must still register with selective service. So they're saying, nah, you can't. If, you, if you're a male, I don't care if you got your, if you had hormone therapy or whatever, no, still sign up. That's right. That's right. You the young people, especially the young poor people that don't have uh, rich parents. Those are the first people that are going. Yeah. And it's to fight for these, these elitists. You know, I don't care if it's the Russian elitists, the American elitists. They're all throwing a fit and having a fight. And they're like, we're going to send all of our poor to die and kill your poor. That's it. That's all it is. That's right. So I, I just, one one thing I don't understand is in the two years, right? Because I understood this probably within six months of when COVID started, the shutdown. Everything happening. I'm, I'm, I was out there delivering mail. I was seeing all the things that were going on. So within the first six months, I started to understand that this was all prepared. This was all planned. And it's demonic. I understood all that. People bending down and bowing to other people. In the Bible, it tells you, you will not bow to anyone but me, your God. And anybody that wants you to bow to them... That is demonic. So I saw that within the next, the first six months, especially after the riots started and the burning and all that stuff. But nobody has any excuse now to not understand what this is really about. It's conquer, divide, and conquer. Divide us by our race, divide us by our gender, divide us by our religion. Divide us by who's vaccinated and who's not. Divide, 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 and then you will conquer the masses. Right on, right there with right? you. I'm right there with you. But thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Uh huh. Thank you, CPL. I know. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to some more here. Um. <clears throat> now I gotta. If if you call earlier and I talk to you, it's only one call per night. I don't want nobody calling in. Like, the, remember, remember the lady that called in? I tried to tell her the same thing. And she called back the next week, cussing me out. <laughs> so I got to have to inform you guys of that if you don't know. Okay? So one call per night per person. Let's get to some more calls here. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Uh, it's 
Drake and Scott from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. About yourself? Oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, great show as always. You know, lots of great topics. Um, there was one topic I don't think you've mentioned yet, and I just heard about it last night on the Greg Guthel show on Fox, which I am a fan of. I think he's he's got a really good take on everything and keeps it humorous. But uh, did you see that? You know, after Joe Biden went to go beg the Saudis to pump more oil and give us some more energy, and they basically said, um, no, we're not going to. Now he put in a, in a law, or it wasn't a law, they passed a bill that for a year, we're not going to sell them any more weapons. Mm. I mean... Is that not the definition of blackmail? I mean, isn't like, I mean, is that not something worthy of impeachment? Saying that if you don't give us oil, we're not going to sell you weapons. Just like in Ukraine, if you don't fire that prosecutor, mm. you're not getting a billion dollars. Same thing. Same, same old quid pro quo, quid pro quo Joe. Exactly. And the way that he gets away with it and the way that the media just covers up for him, I mean, it's just, ah, it's sickening. It really is, man. Absolutely. But, you know, uh, just a couple more quick things. Uh, fast food prices. Yeah, I got you, man. Like, I don't eat fast food a lot because I live out in the country and it's like, you know, 25, 30 minutes just to even get to a fast food restaurant, you know? So I don't do any of that, you know, Uber Eats or DoorDash stuff. So I, I prefer like just going and buying groceries and making my own stuff. But every now and then I might stop by McDonald's and get something off their value menu. But now it's like the value menu. It's like it's like if I just want to get like a a small cheeseburger and a small McChicken sandwich, it's like over five dollars. Oh yeah, like, what it's crazy. You know, yeah. But I'll leave that of that. And what else? Um, shout out to Herschel Walker. Yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of JB or. What am I saying? I was reading the chat. I got a little confused there. Been a fan of Herschel for a long time. And I know he's a very, very intelligent man, you know. And there was a one of your streams a few months ago where the media started attacking him about him being like, you know, just some country dumb guy and couldn't talk talk properly and you know and and I, that really upset me. And I called in and I told you that. Oh my, that's not fair. That's not fair to him at all. You know, I mean, I'm a country guy, and you know, I keep up on the daily news and current events every day. I keep myself well informed. I love American history, and my voice. I mean, this is my voice. I mean, it's just really deep and it's kind of slow. So I know a lot of people think that I'm just like always wasted when I call in, but I'm not, you know. 
that's just the way I talk. Right. So, yeah, Herschel, he's a a great guy. Herschel is a great man. And uh, one last thing. Uh, Since it's getting close to Halloween, which is a fun holiday, what's one of your favorite uh, horror movies? Um, It. The, the um the first it, I saw it. I was like about eight nine years old. I was terrified, terrified. Oh. And, and, then, and then I saw the remake that it came out with. I'm at 2017. It it was a great remake, very well done. Um, now that I'm older, I'm not scared at movies anymore because I just you know it's kind of cheesy. But this one was really mm-hmm. well well done. The new the it remake, fantastic, loved it. So that that series I really enjoy. All right, cool, cool. I haven't watched it yet. That's cool. Oh, check it yeah. out, man. It's, it's a good I, movie. Yeah, that's cool. All right, man. Well, great show as always, dude. I love you, man. Love everyone in the chat. And I'll sit back and enjoy the rest of the show. Well, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, later, dude. All right, yeah, man. And Candyman was kind of scary when I was a kid, too. Candyman was like... <laughs> Because he was like a, a black dude. I remember people thought that could be like a real person. You'd be scared to say Candyman in the in the in the um in the mirror because he might pop out on you. It's like saying Beetlejuice or something. That that was also a good movie, Beetlejuice. That wasn't really a scary movie. That was just more like kind of a um kind of a comedy, but kind of at the same time kind of dark because you're dealing with death and stuff. But it wasn't a scary. Movie. It was more like a comedy, but it was good. Beetlejuice was always good. Uh, Tim Burton, that type of, you know, that his his style of movies is always really good. He has own he has own little niche or genre of movies he put out, but it was definitely really scary. Okay, so yeah, I the rest of the movies were kind of you look back on them, it's like that was scary, really. Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason. It's like I'm not really scared. All right, let's go to. All right. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. Can you hear me okay? I hear you well. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's Everyday Ranger Xbox, brother. How are you doing tonight? Great it's all, show. It's all good, man. Well, I want to talk a little bit about something I haven't talked about yet. And uh, it's, uh, I have a 13 year old daughter, and she's dropped that gorgeous. And any transgender boy that's going to go in the bathroom with her, me and her father, his father, is going to have an appointment <laughs> with Destiny. Definitely. Uh, I, I'm not joking. I mean, my little girl, I'm raising her up to be high value. And she's not going to be traumatized. But uh, these are my thoughts on this. All this stuff is being driven by the deep state. America is part of the largest psyop in the history of the universe. I mean, ever since 2012, when Obama made it legal for the media to lie and be used for government propaganda, they turned on the machine. And you've got the educators, even Jordan Peterson, come out and said, universities are totally broken. They're just indoctrination centers, as you well know. And, uh, uh, 
this transgender crap is just, excuse my language, but it's just today's version of trying to fit in and be the cool kid. It's, it's, uh, but it all boils down to the World Economic Forum death by a thousand cuts. Any way they can reduce the population because once a child has gender surgery, they don't, their parts are not large enough and grown enough to fully make the fake parts. So they're always going to be stuck in this, not what they were and not what they thought they were going to be. And it's just inhumane. It's so cool. And I don't understand. Well, I do understand. These people that are pushing this are mentally ill. And as society, as a society, we need to get people in there that are going to put these people where they belong. We need to open up state homes, you know, the mental institutions with the uh, electroshock therapy and stuff and see if we can't help these people out because they're mentally ill to, to brutally butcher these kids like this. Uh, they're finally admitting uh, Liz... Uh, uh, Liz uh, Blogger, Liz, very pretty blonde lady on YouTube. Oh, what's your last name? Uh, I want to say Liz, but it's not Liz Taylor. But um, she just came out tonight, and I, I didn't watch it because you're on. And, uh, you know, you might want to rethink that OnlyFans thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, Liz said they're finally admitting that the children that are going through these trans surgeries are having deep, deep regrets. And it, I think the suicide rate's going to be even higher. I mean, we're being played. We're being played on an international scale. What do you think, brother? Um, There was a lot there. Is there, is there a particular question? Because I didn't want to, because it's, you know. Well, um. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that uh, the children are deliberately being targeted by a larger agenda? Because uh, this is uh, this is Western Europe and everything. Yeah, there, there's definitely and, large, there's definitely a larger agenda. If we, like, like I was saying earlier, is like ultimately they want to take your children. They want to be able to do whatever they want. Like a lot of the 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 drag queen story time. That's we're pretty much already here. Where you can have these half dressed adult males prancing around in front of these children that we're already pretty much right here. Well, uh, my whole point is if it's illegal for a straight person to groom a child, why do the homosexuals get a free pass? Because they can do whatever they want. It's like they, they have this, um, they have this shield of victimhood so they could just wear that and say, hey, you know what? I'm a victim. I'm LGBT. Let me, let me groom your child. And people will do it. It's crazy. And, you know, the problem is that a lot of, a lot of parents are voluntarily going along with it. And that's the, that's the issue. Well, those parents are trying to be part of the cool group, too. And uh, cool vines were full. And I learned that a long time ago. I learned that when I was a teenager back in the 70s. Cool vines were full. And there ain't no way. That I, I mean, I cannot control my son if he's going to be gay. But he's 10 years old. He don't even like girls yet, you know? And uh, that's just boys being boys. So I showed him the He-Man Woman Haters Club from the original 
uh, little rascals, and we just absolutely loved it, you know? It's great. I mean, that transcends time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think this is uh, a, a sky out that's being played on the American people. Just just to reduce the population, you know, death by a thousand cuts. Anyway, brother, uh, you take care. Uh, oh, Mike Lindell. He, he did a TV commercial of the FBI agents that raided him, you know, promoting his terrors. It's hilarious. you got to check it out. And with that, I'll let you go, brother. God bless. God bless America. you got the, the smartest viewers on the internet. Thank you <laughs> for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, great call. Let's get to some more here. Call it. If somebody's trying to call, if you're trying to call me and you already called, I cannot have you call more than once. I see a call right here that I already talked to earlier, so I cannot talk to you more than one time per night. So you just got to have to you got to understand that. Sorry, uh, caller, whoever that was. No names mentioned, no area codes, or nothing like that. But you guys are the best audience. Y'all know what it is. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. All right. Yeah, man, I'm I'm reading some of the comments here. Cause I'm thinking, okay, hold on. Okay, nine one five. I see you calling. I I have to call you. Because I have to let you know that it's you. You can't call more than one time per night. Okay, so let's let's not. Because also that kind of ties up the phone line too. Others other men not be able to get in. I think it's like a certain amount of people that are able to be on the, the queue at once. I'm not sure. All right. Hey, somebody said, was it the Kanye caller? It could, it could have been the Kanye caller. You never know. Cause they, they're blowing me up right now. I got to restart Skype, actually. Because I don't have the other calls in. So let's restart Skype right quick. That's like, come on. Can, it, can we... I don't know. Maybe I got to put it right here at the bottom so people could just see it. So I don't got to tell them. But I figured that'd be kind of like common knowledge, right? You can't keep calling into the show all night. It's just like, hey, man, what you doing? Everything all right? You know what I mean? What's, what's happening with the show? Everything good? It's like, like sir, this ain't it's on my regular phone. You can't just hit me up and be like, hey, man, what's happening, ABO? Yeah, how, how about them Cowboys? This, this ain't that, man. Come on, let's, 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 do, let's do better. <laughs> let's, let's do better. All right. If I was meet you in person, I'll talk to you for a while, you know, but I got to be able to, to work here. Okay. 619, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Brandy. I'm calling from Portsmouth. All righty. What's going on? Okay. So, the debate. It was pretty good with Herschel Walker. I was very much impressed with him today, but do you think that was enough um, for the voters to come through for him? Or do you think um, Warnock would still be able to secure his seat? Um, I think that it could be enough. I don't know if it's going to totally bring him over the top. But I think that a lot of people who do not know about Herschel Walker or they were mm-hmm. kind of on the fence, they, they might want to go the other direction. Am I a speaker? Because I'm getting feedback. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's all good. But yeah, so I think it, it, it can help, but I'm not quite sure that it'll close the gap, but it, it might. It definitely might. 
Because you know how hardcore Democrats are. And it's so difficult to try to get them to see a different perspective. Like, you know, like, I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. But I kind of look at the bigger picture on things. Um, And the reason why I say that it's so difficult for Democrats to change their mind, because it's like so ingrained in their minds, especially like for the minority ones, because um, they're like really fixated on the fact that Republicans don't care about people of color. Republicans don't care about, you know, people that aren't the higher wager earners and everything. But then sometimes I'm like, well, is that the case? Or could it possibly be that maybe the conservatives really don't make a whole lot of promises that they don't um, follow through with? Like, you know, maybe they're a little bit more straightforward. Like, if um, a liberal is wanting something and they're like, eh, you know, we might not be able to do that. And then in their mind, it's like, oh, well, they don't do anything to help support us. But then if you think about it, like with this last election, it's like, I don't know, I guess uh, the Democrats, they, I would feel that they possibly could lose a lot of their um, voters because they really don't come through on a lot of things that they, um, you know, promise like from day one. So I don't know, in a perfect world, I think you we would want people to look at Herschel Walker and not just look at him and the party that he represents, but maybe just what he stands for. Because that whole thing with the church and evicting people for $30, I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on over there? And, um, well, the thing, and the one thing too about that kind of rubs me the wrong way with um, Warnock is that he cannot talk about his church without it being like, this is Martin Luther King's church and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yes, we understand you have some legacy there, but, you know, it's time for you to kind of maybe stand, like, break away from that and kind of talk about what you are bringing to the church. But, you know, but if he's putting people out like that, that's just, it's, it's like the young man said, it was pretty disgusting to me. But for me personally, I just don't feel that politics really has a place, you know, in church. But that's another story for another day. Um, the other thing was about those girls in Vermont who had the boys come into the locker room and everything. I think this is one of those situations to where, you know, the mom, they might need to take a seat on this and have the daddies come up and put their foot down like I don't think that I would be very nice about it but like what you were telling the other guy like well you know if they're trying to fill an agenda then it might be a really really tough battle to fight you know especially if you already have transgender people reading the kindergartners and stuff like that like I don't know this is a area where you look it's like things are getting really really bad but and I thought you'd have the tea about what happened with Kanye West but I guess the whole full story will come out on that eventually. So I'll be looking out on your social media to see if you uncover that whole situation. Cause I'm really interested to see what happened with that as well. What about Kanye about the whole, the Jewish thing? Yeah, because I didn't, I just heard that his bank account got taken away. I didn't even know what happened with that. And I thought that maybe you had known that, but like you told somebody earlier in the show, you hadn't even like uncovered the whole story or whatever. So I'm just saying, I'll just wait until 
we get enough information because I hadn't heard anything. The only thing I heard was a man got his bank account taken away. And I was like, oh, what happened? But I don't know. Nobody really knows. So I guess the truth will come out with that one day. It will for sure. Mm. But anyway, um, well, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Okay. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. And let's go to 410. You know, Lara, who am I speaking to? Oh, wow. Hello? Yes. Oh, hey, ABL. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm talking to you. That's crazy. Uh, my name's Raj. Hi. Um, how you doing? It's all good, man. What's happening? Uh, not much. Oh, wow. I can't believe I'm talking to you. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I actually wanted to ask you something serious uh, regarding, like, food shortages in the upcoming future. Um, you know, because uh, it... It you know inflation is pretty you know insane right now. Everything is so expensive at the stores and everything like that. I was just wondering. It looks like I mean it really does look like there's going to be some crazy food shortage coming up. Um, I mean it's also crazy because like I believe now in Australia over a thousand schools are uh, serving insect based products. So like I mean, I know I wanted to ask you. Do you think we're uh, going to be like on some sort of food rationing upcoming soon or something like that or like do you think we're going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a very, like, you know, insect eating future for us or something like that? Um, I think they're trying to push that as a thing that we do for when there's actual food shortages. So we mm-hmm. kind of get used to it. I, I'm seeing over in the Netherlands, they're trying to have some of the kids eat mealworms in school. And yeah. So I think they may be trying to push that on us for when there could be a food shortage. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, there's this guy I subscribe to. His name is uh, Daily H O T, and he keeps talking about how you know I think that the, uh, the excuse me the farmers in like the Netherlands or places like that uh, they're you know they're not allowed to farm anymore. They're pretty much having to sell their farms and you know have a whole new way of living. You know, and I believe they import um, or export a lot. I can't remember which country it is. I don't think it's the, the um, I can't remember which country it is, but, uh, yeah, they're not able to do any farming pretty much. And they're, you know, pretty much being forced to sell their farms and everything like that. And I, a lot of people are saying that we will be seeing some shortages in the future because, you know, farmers aren't allowed to do their things. I mean, even in, in America, we are having like cattle mysteriously, you know, dying off in herds, um, you know, I mean, you don't find, do you find that weird at all? Do you have any opinion on that? Well, I don't know what's going on with that. It just seems like coincidental or on purpose. I don't really, I don't really know, but if it mm-hmm. was, if it was on no purpose, if there is an actual agenda there, I wouldn't be surprised, but I can't say that mm-hmm. I know that there is an agenda or there isn't, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if there, if there was a specific agenda to, um, to deal with the food supply, to, to kind of tamper with it, maybe even to raise up prices for the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I just find it really weird because also, uh, you know, Bill Gates, he's, uh, I think he owns most of the farmlands in America, I think, uh, if I read that correct. I heard that somewhere. And, you know, I think he's a big uh, pusher on eating insects and, you know, trying to get rid of, I don't know what he's really trying to do, but it does seem like he does, like, you know, he does want everyone to eat insects, I think. Well, yeah, that's what it seems like, for sure. Okay, well, I was just wondering if you had any opinion on that, but you know, thank you so much for uh, the call or thank you for answering my call. 
Hey, Dale. Thank you. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. All right. Shout out to the call. Great call. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. You already know what it is. If you like the video, go ahead and give it a thumbs up. That'll help me out a lot. All righty, Matt. What's going on? Hey, Bial, what are you doing? Hey, man, just living the dream, man. Hey, I, uh, I wanted to talk about Alex Jones for a second. Uh, I'm noticing that the same people who... And maybe the same even math that says that President Trump is a broke businessman and worth relatively nothing somehow I feel Alex Jones is worth a billion dollars. Yeah, that, that whole thing is silly. I mean, I think they even said, maybe they did say it, maybe they didn't say it, but if they did say it, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they said in court that the whole purpose was to shut him down. Speaking about Alex Jones, it wasn't even about does he have the money, can he pay it? It was about just trying to shut him down so he can't talk anymore. Trying to ruin him financially, that's all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if it was punitive damages, you know what I mean? And there, I mean, punishment is different than, I mean, Alex Jones can work a hundred lifetimes and never pay that. And uh, I do this thing where I, I go to Google and I Google something like, hey, Al, how much is Alex Jones worth? And if you Google that now, like it's literally people say he's worth uh, half a billion dollars. And then all you do is you take the results and you say, don't give me any results this year. Give me results two years ago. And everyone from Forbes for, to Financial Business Times uh, all has him worth less than five million bucks. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. So he made a half a, b- a billion dollars in a couple of years. And I just don't see how that's possible. It's not. And yeah, the dude... The dude list, you can go and you can find his properties. He lives, he has a three and a half million dollar house. He has like a $1.8 million vacation home. And uh, that's basically commiserate to like Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bernie Sanders' houses are worth almost that much. And this idea that, that, the jubilance that you hear from these people when they say he's got to pay out a billion dollars is is nuts. So I think he's going to win on appeal just because his lawyers really mishandled a lot of things. And uh, did you hear that Derek Chauvin is doing an appeal, appeal too? Oh, is he? I, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so he's got an attorney. Um, I think on appeal, Derek Chauvin can be literally proved innocent. Like, not even like a reasonable doubt uh, uh Standard. I think he can be proved innocent and that the state's expert witness both said that he had 0% oxygen in his blood and 98% oxygen in his blood in terms of uh, hemoglobin saturation. Have you heard that? No, I didn't. So I'll sum this up quick and and then I'll get back to your show. Uh, But basically the first testimony by this uh, Dr. Tobin was that George Floyd had not one ounce of oxygen in his blood. That was his exact quote. Um, And he described uh, the situation where George Floyd could not draw breath to oxygenate his blood. Thus, he died of asphyxiation. Well, the very last uh, defense uh, that was tried in court was, uh, I think his name is Dr. Martin, but he was his own uh, epidemiologist. And he said that uh, 
He said that George Floyd could have died of carbon monoxide poisoning because he was pinned next to the car exhaust. And, you know, I mean, we all know that's not true, but um, it was enough to put reasonable doubt into the mind of the jurors, uh, you know, because you have to any reasonable doubt would basically exonerate you. Um, they, the state brought back their witness, Tobin, and Tobin said it was impossible that he died of carbon monoxide poisoning from the exhaust because George Floyd had 98% blood oxygen saturation. So it is not possible, other than choking off both jugulars, to both have 98% oxygen saturation and die of asphyxiation. So right. the expert witness has uh, contradicted himself. That's all I got for you, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, be good. Yeah, the whole thing with, with Derek Chauvin, the whole thing with Derek Chauvin, that, that could definitely turn the other direction. A- absolutely. And, and we'll see. We'll see, how, we'll see how it works. We'll definitely see how it works. Somebody said George Kirby. Yeah, ain't that what Nancy Pelosi said? George Kirby? That's like for real? George Kirby? Is that, is that who that is? Okay. That's, that's what's up. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're talking about somebody that was on drugs, man. It's so unfortunate that he died, but it's like, let's talk about what really happened, not this fake fantasy people just make up for sensationalism and to raise money. They 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 used George Floyd to fundraise. It's pretty gross, actually. They raised billions of dollars off of George Floyd, and it didn't help anybody anywhere except for people that raised the money. It helped people get a real, real estate portfolio, get a big bag of money, ball out, go to Bahamas and stuff like that. Yeah, it helped that, but it didn't help anything else. It was it was crazy, totally ridiculous. All right, I think I'm gonna go ahead and uh, end here. Yeah, long day tomorrow. I'm gonna get a little bit of a head start, like 15 minutes. <laughs> thank, thank y'all for joining. You, you know, it's been a fantastic show as always. Excellent show. I got super chats on deck right quick. I'm gonna read those and then I put the wrap. Then I wrap it on up. Put the bow clean on top. And I don't have calls. I think maybe my Skype is acting up too. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up. Um, I'll be back live again on Wednesday, of course, 8 p.m. to right around 11 p.m., usually 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm here off what the week putting out pre-recorded videos Monday through Saturday. Sunday, I'm off, of course. Have people say, oh, man, no, I, I, I promise I'll be back live again on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right around 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I shall I shall be back. But super chats on deck. I'll read those right quick and then wrap it on up, put the bow on top. Oh, and thank you to the mods for keeping the trolls in check and the chat nice and clean the way it's supposed to be. I appreciate y'all. You know I couldn't do it without you. Right? And thank you to Ian Kenny for the super chat. Ian Kenny says, if you want to see where systemic racism exists in the United States, look no further than Democrat-ran cities. It does exist, just not everywhere. Thank you to Teacher Jizzle who says, Teacher Jizzle is, oh, I already read that one. And thank you to JLA9X40 for becoming an ABL supporter. I think those are the super chats. Thank you to the PayPal person. Thank you to the Patreon people as well. You guys are great. And once again, please go to the Instagram page. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up right quick. Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. You can can support me over there. Um, I'll be putting out different kind of content over there. Like what I do a lot of times on Instagram, you see my YouTube stuff on there, of course. But also, I put out a bunch of memes. Oh, I love the memes. The memes will go right here in the story. And I think I'm going to do 
Um, like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You guys follow me over there on Instagram. There's a super follow you could pay to follow if you want to, or just follow normally. It don't really matter. But if you super follow, let me know what you want over there as far as any kind of exclusive content. Nothing crazy. Don't be, it, it, this, this ain't, this ain't that kind of party. You know, this, this is a, a regular normie type situation. So I think I'll do like, um, previews, videos are coming out with, maybe I'll have like a different, I might set up a, 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 a camera that is not my regular camera. And I may record a video from this way or a little, some little behind the scenes type stuff for me recording videos. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's also a function for a group chat on there. So we'll see what we could do with this new feature I have. I just, it came to me today. So I'm like, all right, let me just go ahead and get it set up. All right. And I think that will be what it is. Did my sound go out for a minute? Hopefully my sound didn't go well. Hopefully my sound and everything was good. All right. But that'll be a wrap for me. You guys have been great. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.